Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Three blind cogs, three blind cogs, see how they run, because you ain't much fun. They all run after another man's wife, because of the tip of the carving knife. Have you ever seen a more messed up sight in your life than three blind cogs? Thank you, Mike. All right. Wait a bit slow.
That is exactly what I, I agree. Really, I agree with this judge. You see, I found out over the years that when it's no longer a matter of rule of law or it's a matter of law, then what you do is it becomes a matter of who gets to be the policemen, who gets to be the judges, who gets to be the lawyers, and the rest here. Now, unlike most of the movement, I keep on trying to point out is that things are not going to improve until 90% of the Whiggers and all the regime criminals and all the Jews and pretty well most of the Mamsers, they're dead. They're dead. Now, folks, you have all these people like Tom, oh, Uncle, you know, Uncle Tom Zog Pig Bowie, who was in earlier. We still got old bitch boobros. He's still in here. Uh, and I have pretty well said this, look, I'm not scared of you. You can call in after the monologue. Anybody can call in after the monologue. And they can chew on my ass. Now, if you have nothing to say but Marty Chomo, Marty Chomo, Marty Chomo, Marty Chomo, well, pretty well you'll get to say it. But I'm not going to make a couple hours show of it here. But in any case, I have pointed out is that this, you know, this matter, you know, it's always been that way, is that a stupid and corrupt regime believes that it is immune to civil war and revolution. Louis the Sixteenth, well, I guess what I get to, I get to tax the, I get to tax the peasantry to well, where there's famine and revolt, and there was. And Louis the Sixteenth had lost his head already here. I mean, figuratively, he literally lost it. Then there's a whole new little machine here because they couldn't chop off heads quick enough called the guillotine. And yeah. You end up having a civil war, and what ended up is that those who were in power, they lost power in turn, like Robespierre. He faced the guillotine. Danton, he faced the guillotine. The revolution always eats up its own. So, you know, my, you know, my response is that, hey, you believe you can essentially grab my children and coerce one of them who's retarded into claiming that I kissed his penis and buttocks? Well, guess what? I agree that that is, well, maybe not a moral thing to do, but it's a lawful thing to do. In return, do not be bitching when I make you bite off your spawn's testicles and he goes ahead and reports whatever the hell I want to to you. And if your child is white... Well, he'll be spayed or gelded, and he will be turned into a little Daniel or Shadrach or Meshach or Medigo, but your entire family will die. And since you've decided that it's lawful to allow my brother to kill my mother, your parents and your brothers and sisters up on down the line are equal to the line to you, as well as your children and grandchildren. They're fair game, too. Your entire family's fair game. When you go ahead and you destroy rule of law, don't be bitching and whining and pissing and moaning. Expect that you are going to get habeas corpus. Hell, the new county jail, I get habeas corpus. They would not, they would not give me my arrest warrant. They would not let me see it. 
I couldn't file habeas corpus without these papers, and essentially the right of habeas corpus will never be taken away. Bullshit. It is at the time you most need habeas corpus that is not available. Totally not available. Because if you are going to get habeas corpus, if you rule law, you don't have anything to worry about except when you're a criminal. But when, when it's a matter of the government or the people in power doing whatever the hell they want to, to your life, your liberty, your property, your family, then the only solution is to exterminate every single one who rules. Every single one. You don't inquire about the guilt because they have destroyed all means of finding out who individually is guilty. You destroy them all. And anyone who sides with them, they and their children's bodies are to be put out into the ground and eat my dogs and the birds of the because that is what the Bible says is the proper way of regime change. And that is what we need. We need regime change. We need population change. We need to purify the white race. And the only way to purify is through fire and sword. And that is how it is going to be done. I was listening. I was listening to, you know, A N S S M C John. A means well. But listening to how I got my blood. I got my blood up. I really do. Whenever, whenever I think that whenever. You are brutalized by a minion of government. Something changes in your mind. So there's a saying that rats that you know get a taste of human blood. They they're extremely dangerous rats because they like human blood even more than they like rat blood. And when you, when someone uses the power of the government to, oh, destroy or beat up one of their subjects who was a lawful man, essentially something, something mentally in you changes to where you will never sell for anything else other in the, you know, then the extermination of that entire regime and anybody who sides with it. You know, something changes in you. I've had that, cha- I've had that change since July 1995. And the reality, the reality is, is that, hey, you don't worry about the constipation, you don't worry about the bill of goods, you don't worry about any of this shit here. So there's no constipation, there's no bill of goods to save anyone. The only, the only, I mean, essentially, a regime criminal is committing an act of treason against the population. And the only way, the only way that that regime criminal can make it well is if that regime criminal's entire family is put to death because he is destroying 
our family, our racial family. You want to look how Yahweh treated regime criminals. It was 250 years, it was 250 years of the northern kingdom of Israel. Essentially, it boiled down to is if anybody sided with that criminal regime, even by word, much less deed, they were put to death. Because there really is no provision for jail or you know, jail or prison or any of the long-time tortures and terrors. You see, why in the world try to re-educate? You know, a man of the right, a man of the right understands it's a matter of blood. Oh, Aragorn, you know, to talk about, uh, let me just think of the most right-wing, the most right-wing fantasy writer was J.R.R. Tolkien. To him, to him, the orcs were always evil. There was no such thing as a good orc. You know, they were the result of selective breeding in the Cimmerillion from elves here, the worst of the elves, and they were transformed into orcs. And so there's no such thing as a good orc. But you could have good blood turn bad. But you could never make bad blood turn good. And so there was no re-education. There was no little training camps for orcs. No re-education camp for orcs. And neither should there be re-education camps for Wiggers, for Wiggers families. At all. If you really are into Christian identity, dual seed line Christian identity, you realize, is it not whites? They're simply the beasts of the field. If they're really nasty here and they got some of the Jew blood, like Brian Rio or William Fank or Dan Johns or Eli James, they're born evil. There's nothing good about them at all. Now, the same is for a Zog pig. I was listening to ANSSMC, John. And yapping about how I'm not going to judge you, Tom Bowie. I'm not going to judge you. Well, folks, as far as I'm concerned, a pig's a pig. A pig chose to be a pig. And talking about nuthouse pigs, let me tell you about nuthouse pigs. I know about nuthouse pigs. Nuthouse pigs make sure that you get held down, injected with a, a 5 and a 10 of Haldol and Ativan, so you can be forced to take your two milligrams of risperidol because the nigger psychiatrist has determined is that she knows you're not nuts, but you're there to be softened up in the nut house, and you're to be kept in maximum security indefinitely, so you will not have access to the kangaroo courts. And that's what nut house pigs do. They hold you down. They dope you up. That's what they do. Of course, nuthouse pigs are even evil. They do all sorts of other evil. What happens is they prevent white people from beating the shit out of crazy niggers who have been given carte blanche to assault you. 
they've been you know, they get to go ahead and play little games about the level system to where you say something that they don't like. You're busted down to level zero and not allowed to make phone calls to your family and not make not make you know, not you know, be able to buy stuff at the canteen. You are treated worse if you are awaiting trial than if you are an actual nut because they control you supposedly. The laws are supposedly the opposite, but hey, they don't obey the law. Folks, that's why social workers, I was skin out as well. You serve Satan, you die with Satan. Essentially the Zog pigs are the enforced arms for Satan. Since they support Satan, they need to die, and the prerequisite of destroying Satan is to destroy the Zog pigs. No such thing as a good Zog pig. You have chosen evil. You have sold yourself to evil. And since an entire, an entire bunch of people, since essentially, since you work for Zog Babylon, since you work for the government, which was founded by Cain Sargon, since you, you know, for Nimrod and Semiramis, I mean, essentially, you're evil. You need to die. And since we don't have jails to keep those who are evil around, once you're gone, you won't cause any more trouble. None at all. Now I'm listening to John, and he has, I guess, this SS Mel or whatever. He's talking about Dennis McGiffin. Now, folks, he was in the New Order, and he got caught doing something, plotting some stupid shit, and went to prison. Folks, why am I not surprised? If you're going to talk to pigs, what the fuck are you surprised when you go to prison for some or another? Why be surprised you went to prison? You went to prison because you're stupid. You know, five words to say to pigs, I have nothing to say. Why in the world would you want to talk to an admitted pig? Why would you want to talk to a nigger? That's what, that's what surprise, that's, you know, no, don't surprise me anymore. You know, these people say, oh, 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 the daily stormer here. Oh, so wonderful. Well, look at it. Four years ago, Andre the nigger was a nigger who was running, an anti-racist nigger, who was running around with a Filipino underage whore and being an open anti-racist activist. But guess what? About two and a half years of chase. And he took down that little YouTube video about him as underage, jailbait Filipino girlfriend. And he will do a DMCA complaint if you put that thing up. How dare you repeat that? So, folks, I got a question here. What the hell are you doing with niggers? Answer, well, you must be a Jew or a mamzer, a Zogbot or a Tard. There's something wrong with you. Why pay attention to the Daily Spermer? I don't post on the Daily Spermer. Never will post on the Daily Spermer. You have old William Fink running around with old nigger lips, Brian Real, and now old Tony Young slash Savan Packy Shanks, an obvious Packy with a big old camel Jew nose. What the hell's that going on about? 
Yep, 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 about how white people in Europe ought to do something different. Well, maybe they ought to, maybe they ought, but maybe they ought to, maybe not. What the fuck is a Jew boy? You just tell anybody. A Jew pig. A Jew boy pig. There's no such thing as the next pig. A Jew boy pig. Yapping stupid shit about anything. Why listen to Jews? Why listen to niggers? Why listen to pigs? Now listen to rich boobros, and I, mean, I call them pussy mouth. There's some people who say he likes eating nigger pussy. I wouldn't doubt it. 65-year-old fucking idiot running around with sperm fart. Folks, everybody knows about David Duck. I heard something about how he was begging somebody to give him a house to you know, do his book in. I mean, the poor little critter is wanting to be a house sitter. Our bowel movement is nothing but Zogbot tards and you know, shills and Jews and mongrels and ass clowns and perverts. And they all think we're going to save the white race by whining like pussies about how the niggers and the beaners and the Jews are all killing us all. Hmm? <laughs> a presentation. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I've heard, I've heard that's what he likes here. I listened to a little bit of Wailing Wall, you know, Willful with Wailing Wallstein. I didn't get to listen to all of it here because I, I finished up listening to uh, old Tom, you know, you know, Uncle Tom Zog Pig Bowie, you know, being brought in like he's he's family. And, you know, folks, it don't matter to me, but let's not be surprised let us not be surprised when people around these people go to jail. Surprise, 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 like they say. Why should anybody be surprised? Hmm? Look, if you you know, if you need to go to jail, maybe you ought to go to jail for something you actually did, rather than for the critters you allow to come in among you and listen and spy and snoop and yap stupid shit. Let's understand something here. So Babylon will, like every other mighty evil empire, will fall apart. Now, when I talk about revolution, I'm talking about that I believe that, yes, we can kill ourselves. We can go ahead if we harden our hearts and kill the traitors among us first. The pigs, the judges, the lawyers, and all their children. I believe that, yes, we can set up a restored nation. It will not be under the constipation. It will not be how have any bill of goods of 20, maybe 30 million white people eventually. 
I believe it's quite possible to have a rebirth of America, but not with the current population. It's not. If, when the killing gets through here, I could practice something called racial federalism to let the niggers have southern Georgia, Alabama, and Mississippi, and let them niggers have their 40 acres of mule, probably more like 160 acres of mule, because there's not going to be as many niggers in the future as there are now. And the niggers who do survive will be the niggers who are able to feed themselves it's on the richest farmland in the hot areas. And the Mexicans will always have Mexico. And South America and the rest here. But I believe, I believe that it's quite possible to have an former America, not a new America, But have a purged white homeland with about 10,000, with about 10,000 divisions, more or less, from the Atlantic to the Pacific. And I know how to get there from here. I know how to get there from here. It can be done as long as we harden our hearts and do what needs to be done. There will be law. There will be law. There may not be law enforcement because every survivor will be an enforcer of Yahweh's law. Under this current thing, the bowel movement, I just I just gotta look at you know how fucking stupid are these people. Essentially you can't blame them for being fucking stupid. Most of them ain't even right. They're just sort of animals here, you've got little bits and pieces, they're all stupid shit here. Now listen to bitch boobros. He uh, he knows how to Oh, cut up the things. They had a stupid little play here, which was absolutely idiotic. But that's all the sperm fart talking points are, is whining like a pussy about white genocide. I remember John Britton whining to me. George Soros wants to kill 90% of the world's population! And I told John Burton, well, I want that too. But the Jew boy have what he wants? Eventually, in the making of it, we will have what we want. Don't worry about it. You know, folks, when you look at things clearly, rationally, coldly, we understand how to get where we want, or at least where I want. I don't have a bit problem. That's why I told the Edgar Steele, I called him the Wigger Whipper back in 2004 when he came up with his Defense of Racism book. 
But well, Edgar, it's a pretty nice book here. I mean, I'll whip up the wiggers, but it don't do a damn thing for me. And I called him a wigger whimper. I said, look, Ed, you know, look, Ed, you need to go with the flow of history. And the flow of history says that every mighty evil empire destroys the founding, its founding stock. And then there's nothing up to keep it around. But unlike, unlike previous time, there's no white noble barbarians waiting to pick things up here. There probably won't be much of anything left. Just the sort of a Chinese anthill. But things can change. And things will change. But don't run around with retards with no pigs here. Yeah, I've, I've seen that house pigs. That house pigs are no white man's friend. Crazy or not? A pig is a pig. There's no such thing as a, quote, ex-pig. I might use some ex-pigs because they have no morals, and they will kill to survive themselves here. You don't treat them like they have any morals. You don't treat them like that. You treat them like they are mad dogs, like they are twisted animals. Without morals, who will kill? Therefore, they might be useful in some cases here. A zog pig running around, yap, 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 yapping. There was no need. There was no... I mean, I, I, mean, I was surprised two weeks ago. When old Uncle Tom zog pig, all of a sudden, because I'm chewing on this lying, probably a Jew boy, wearing Rothstein, and another skank. I was chewing on Willing Wallstein over Carolyn Yenta. Willing Wallstein doesn't like Carolyn Yenta any more than Wick the Dick likes Rabbi Bell Frank. But they're all working for the same critters. All working for the same critters. Oops. I don't have a happy, happy, joy, joy solution for you. I don't have improbable tales of guerrilla warfare for you. All I have is the understanding is that, hey, the only way we are going to solve this current problem is by exterminating 90% of the Whiggers who are causing it, who go along with it. Once they're dead, we can gun down, we can gun down all the niggers and beaners we please. We can gas and turn into something useful like lampshades or soap all the Jews we want. I have pointed out on Hitler's birthday last year that Yahweh has been saving two distinct seed lines. They're the evil spawn of Satan, Jews. The children of Satan, through Eve, seduction by Satan, have given the birth of Cain. And Yahweh has been saving that evil seed line to bring us to the time ahead, very close to the Great Tribulation. And he has the good seed line. If you don't have a good seed line, and really there's nothing for you 
other than occasionally, occasionally where you are, allowed to live in areas adjoining the whites. Folks, I don't believe in slave labor. I believe every white man should work for himself, should earn his bread by the sweat of his own brow, allowing niggers to be brought here as slaves by Jews. That was not cheap labor. That was ungodly expensive labor. I'm listening to these people, listening to Andre the Nigger Angle, running around, listening to other wiggers who have degrees, BS and BS, MS, which is more the same, and PhD piled higher and deeper. Now, folks, there's just a few simple truths. You don't need a rationalization to arrive to a simple truth. You look at the simple truth, and you follow the simple truth. There's nary a bit of deviation between. So anyway, <laughs> well, yes, Dr. Six, you're having fun. <laughs> Folks, I am easily the most arrogant actual person in white nationalism. I can't afford to be arrogant because I'm correct. I can't afford to leave my chat room open because I am correct. I can't afford to let anyone call in after my monologue because I am correct. Occasionally, I'm polite, but I'm elegant because I'm right. Folks, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, none of them are Zogmots, Zogtars, Athplows, whatever here. I'm going to go in here earlier. You can call in. Mitch Buberos, you want to call in? Call in. Whining, whining like a pussy is not going to save the white race. Running around, squealing here. Oh, oh, racism is a code word for anti-white. Maybe that's true. What does it tell you? What does it tell the Jews and niggers? It tells the Jews and niggers you're a pussy. Actually, I was attacked far less than that house than most wiggers. It would take usually a nigger about three days to work up, work up the nerve to attack me. You could see it coming. You know, the sort of baboon stairs. Yep. It's coming. 
The only good thing is that the nigger is so fucking scared of you that when it does occur, it's not much. It's not it's not the deliberately killing that you can expect from a smart Jew or a smart white man. Especially nigger flailing and wailing and all this sort of thing. But nigger scared shitless. But he's worked himself up to it. You're safer being a white man, being unapologetically a white man, being unapologetically a racist. And you are being a bigger pussy. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. And we'll be back, you know, to the next section of the moment turn. Hail victory. Ha, 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 ha.
on the first day of Zogmas, Jerusalem gave to me a pistol possum and a persimmon tree. On the second day of Zogmas, Jerusalem gave to me two nigger lips and a pistol possum and a persimmon tree. On the third day of Zogmas, Jerusalem gave to me three crazy skirts, two nigger lips, and a pistol possum and a persimmon tree. On the fourth day of Zogmas, Melvin gave to me four papers spread with three crazy strengths, two nigger lips, and a pistol possum and a persimmon tree. On the fifth day of Zogmas, put down the game to me five herpes sores. Four paper sweaters, three French whores, two nigger lips, and a pistol possum in a persimmon tree. On the sixth day of Zogmas, Mr. Miller gave to me six red jury indictments, five herpes whores. Four paper sweaters, three French whores, two nigger lips, and a pistol possum in a persimmon tree. On the seventh day of Zogmas, the greedy gave to me seven anal warts, six red jury indictments, five herpes sores. Four paper sweaters, three French whores, two nigger lips, and a pistol possum in a persimmon tree. On the eighth day of Zogmas, he gave to me eight hating jobs, seven anal warts, six red jury indictments, five herpes whores. Four paper sweaters, three French whores, two nigger lips, and a pistol possum in a persimmon tree. On the ninth day of Zogmas, Kim Swimley gave to me nine kitty portraits, eight hand jobs, seven anal work, six jury indictments, five herpes sores, four paper splitters, three French whores, two nigger lips, and a pistol possum in a persimmon tree. Yeah. The tenth day of Zogmas, the sixth gave to me ten philosophy bags, nine kitty porn picks, eight hand jobs, seven anal work, six treasure in the diamond, five herpes sores, four paper spreaders, three French whores, two nigger lips, and a pistol possum in a persimmon tree. On the tenth day of Zogmas, Corkabi gave to me eleven years I labored, ten colossal bags, nine kitty portraits, eight hand jobs, seven anal work, six graduate indictments, five herpes sores, four paper spreaders, three French whores, two nigger lips, and a pistol possum in a persimmon tree. On the twelfth day of Zogmas, the C.R. James gave to me twelve masters of C.I. Eleven years I labored, ten colossal bags, nine kitty portraits, eight hand jobs, seven anal work, six jury indictments, five herpes four paper spreaders, three French whores, two nigger lips, and a pistol possum in a persimmon tree. That sounds fucked up, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I was looking at the I was looking at the uh video I made uh on May two thousand four. 
at the Topeka, at the Topeka anti-Brown rally by Billy Roper, where he's showing off Pastor Butler. And uh, once I had a maniac laughing before I got sent to that house. So don't let it worry you not. I'm about as sane as I've ever been. <laughs> oh, oh, my friend, my friend who, uh, yeah, <laughs> guess six might be a dim mustard tart. Might be Johnny Tonto Britton. Who knows? Hmm. Uh, you know, Eunuch was saying, you know, I was listening to Finkel Sheeny Friday night. He said, you know, somebody came in, you know, news now, listed suing Fink. And old Finkel she said, well, I'll post on the top page of Chris and Jenny. Uh, I'll, t- I'll post on the top, you know, front page of Chris and Jenny. Uh, you know, anything, anything that Pope, you know, anything Pope Marty wants to say here. So, hey, uh, folks, uh, get out to think of Shini. There's the docket sheet. You know, the docket sheet, and at least what? On the, uh, well, probably on the 25th or 26th. No, no, it'd be the 24th. But I doubt Nigger Lips posted anything on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, so, that is that is the docket sheet for well until at least tomorrow here. Nigger let's post something. Supposedly, supposedly he's supposed to get he's supposed to get the uh, first class mailing of that what twenty five page countersuit and the nine pages to where he put up this article on his blog by Eli James in early November calling me a convicted child molester. And it was on a blog, which was provided by William Fink. So they want to whine about slander and defamation. Why, hey, they're calling me a convicted child molester, which is untrue. In any case, whenever there is a revolution, how do you find out what pigs are guilty? Nobody really cares. They're all guilty. The former judges are all guilty. There's no rule of law. I mean, they 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 essentially have said is that they do not want to be judged individually for the crimes. Well, what they really don't want to do is they don't want to be judged collectively for the crimes, but they will. They will. So, uh, you know, you should talk him through it. Well, guess what? You go down there and you, you know, you dial in seven two four 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 seven four four. By the way, old bitch Boobros, he's on a talk shoe show. He's on a, what? Uncle, what do they call PWA? I don't know what PWA means. I think it means Pussy Whoop the Moocool. PWA, Pussy Whoop the Moocool. Now, folks, I. I sweat, you know, I mean, I slept in this morning, so I wasn't on Wolf and Wits Wearing Wallstein's show. And I didn't really listen to Finkelstein's, uh, Finkelstein-Juopa with a Savannah Packy Shanks. You know, here it is, a Jew boy convincing with a Packy about what, you know, Whiggers in Germany or England or whatever else ought to do. Why bother? 
they had this they had this faggot named Nick Griffin who essentially ran it into the ground. Ran it into the ground. I have been in third party politics. I've been a libertarian. I have been in the U.S. Taxpayer Party, aka Constipation Party, aka and the Four Party. I have gone through about every single libertarian and fake conservative third party that has had ballot access in the United States, certainly in Missouri. I was denounced for racism by Patrick Buchanan or Patsy Buckwheat. Then if I won the United States Senate confirmation, he would never show up to Missouri. Even though I supported Pat Buchanan, I said, let the will of people, let the will of the voters prevail. But hey, he had $12.3 million to steal here in federal election matching funds. So he had, you know, he had to throw it, so, you know, throw it to Bush. And that's what happened in Florida. It got thrown to Gumbia uh, by him choosing a loony tune coon named Ezola Foster, who I call Ebola Gates. Let me just tell you, Ezola Foster is a lot better pretense to a human being than that piece of shit Pat Buchanan is. And you, you see all these tards, oh, Pat Buchanan writes such wonderful shit. Well, first of all, I was supporting Pat Buchanan in early 2000, a bunch of Missouri Republicans who had supported him in 1996, so you're going to be thrown out of by Pat Buchanan. Nah, he won't do it. He, you know, he says, yeah, he, he threw us under the bus in 1996 in San Antonio. So he go all the way, and he cut a deal. The boob don't to lose. He fucked us over here. He's gonna fuck you a lot more here. You know, he's, 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 you know, I mean, we actually, we actually worked real hard, spent our money and spent our time from Pat McCann 1996. You're just somebody who claims they read the book here and you agree with Pat McCann. He's going to denounce you for racism. Sure enough, front page, 27th of July, the Kansas City Red Star. I was denounced for Pat McCann for racism. He was working with Jerry Moan, the moaner. He was working with the Pearl Box. Even though the Pearl Box went with this, you know, movie called John Hagelin at Maharishi Juru Guru in Iowa. Yeah. I was tossed to, uh, I was also right above. Denounces racism. as a racist. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. I got my revenge, though, uh, because when I went to 2001, when well, Patsy Buchanan was there to finish off the Reform Party by having his Buchananite filth essentially pass a no-questions-abortion plank. You know, not even for the life of the mother, raper, and says, hey, no questions. You know, he said he wouldn't do that. Pat Buchanan went and finished off the Reform Party by finishing off the Independent States Party from Missouri. In California, and I was there. I was tossed out. I was tossed out even though I was elected. 
by the county chairman, well, in some district, because I was and Moxie was the county chairman. I got this crazy beaner woman, elected chairman, chairwoman. It was a compromise between the Buchananites and the Probots. Even if we talked to Kansas City nigger into voting for, you know, the beaner, you know, the beaner woman. It was a compromise between the two. I can be quite charming when I want to be. Yeah, I've seen I've seen third party politics. Now, I was told by this little faggot Greg Roberts is that the next day why it didn't matter what the credentials committee said because I was elected. This other character named Dr. Joseph Keller, he was also elected. We found somebody who claimed the Aryan Nation, you know, who claimed that he was elected from a dis- different district of St. Louis. And he got yellow fever 60 miles into, you know, Illinois, so we had to go back. We were two and a half hours late, but hey. You know, and Doc Keller was fine. Well, maybe we want to go back there. I said, shit, I've already gone up to St. Louis. Do you want, do you, are you going to get your money back? No. Well, then we're going to go on there, and me and me, we'll play, we'll swim in the swimming pool, and we'll just have a little vacation. Messing with, messing with. Buchanan. And guess what? The credentials committee, you know, point out is that guess what? According to Missouri law, you and Dr. Keller are delegates, you from the seventh district, Keller from the third district. You are the actual delegates from Missouri. And same thing happened with California. There were some people who were anti Buchanan who were elected according to California law. Here comes old Greg, you know, Greg Roberts, the faggot here. Well, guess what? We got our own little random mob here, and we are going to use the rest of the states to vote out. The Missouri delegation and the California delegation. Because we can. We're going to have people outside of Missouri and outside California essentially rule by, rule by, you know, Make a vote. We're going to kick you out. Well, Doc Keller, he, you know, he went to visit his daddy in Ohio. He was across the street here. He was across the room here in this big old Renaissance hotel. So, hey, I was, I was, I'd taken me a shower and, you know, I was, you know, I mean, hey, we're, we're going to get voted out. We're going to kick you out. doesn't matter what the credentials, doesn't matter what the law says. So much for the reform party wanting for reform, no, this is just simply democracy in action. To where they don't have to obey the law. Why? They got a mob of quote people talking about reform. So I'm walking around and I hear a little scratching noise. I hear a little scratching noise at the door, a little bit after a couple of minutes after twelve o'clock midnight. So there I am in my very skimpy, skimpy, skimpy jockey briefs here. And there, trying to put her little card, your little card into the, you know, into the door here and can't get out here. I open the door here is a six foot two, huge white man, and a little bitty flat foot two mulatto woman. Hey, you're his old foster, aren't you? Yeah. Well, don't say I tried to enter the room of a strange white man. I said, oh, no, I won't. 
almost, you know, what, you know, what, we, we, I got to tell my grandkids about this. Well, I told more than my grandkids. I told a reporter. It was on the front page of Nashville, you know, on the Nashville paper. I'll go ahead and the next time dig it up. Essentially, I couldn't scream about her, call her a fucking nigger. I got her to agree that it happened. Essentially, the joke was, here are people talking about reform. Here's Pat Buchanan destroying the Reform Party by, by destroying the state parties. By essentially saying, whenever you have a national organization, whoever brings in a random mob can take over for an individual state at the local level, elected at the congressional district, elected at the county level, in violation of Missouri and California law. And guess what? You've destroyed. You've destroyed a political party. There is no grassroots. You simply pulled up them grassroots and burned them. And that was the end of the Reform Party. Essentially, Pat Buchanan, why he didn't even contribute. It cost $5,000. They were bitching about that. And that way, you know, essentially, he had a Jew boy named Dan Charles who formed an American First Party. He had a bunch of Jews selling all little part. I mean, usually, like Adolf Hitler says, whenever you see something rotten going on, there's usually a Jew. There's, almost, there's always a fucking Jew at the middle of it, at the bottom of it. Same way with C.I. Dell Street. Jews like Eli James and Dan Johns and Jeremy Visser Melungeons here. They don't think. There's always something. There's always a Jew. You know, a Jew maggot here in the middle of the cyst, the middle of the boil, the middle of the pimple. And you're on destroying it. So, what to say? What to say? I have been in third party politics. American third position party, hey, last year you had somebody who was a West Pointer who had three out of four of his little split tail daughters were all West Pointers, you know, supporting Zog's war. The Zog Jupe officer is a piece of shit. He's He's having a war in places you don't belong. Merlin Miller. Here's why I like a pussy. There's too much white nationalism in American third position party. Really? Well, pack purposes, Roxy got 2006 more votes running for United States Senate. You're running for United States Senator. And Merlin Miller did across the fruited Nuzlocke plane where they did have a few states with ballot access. How's that going to solve anything? The answer is it's not here. What happens? You're not going to be elected. What you do is you destroy the pretense that the vote has anything to do. I think of the entire bowel movement. I have waged more political warfare than anyone ever has. You don't worry about coming
coming in last year. What you do is that you destroy the legitimacy of the, quote, selection process. If there's no legitimacy to the selection process, it means that any warlord who has the power to take over can do so. We don't have the power to persuade Wiggers to wake them up. I mean, any Wigger that isn't yet woke up, essentially is fucked up. Or not even a Wigger. That's what we got. Walcock is a hero. Walcock is a zero. Walcock is a zero. I listen to this, I listen to this goofy bastard. Carolyn Yenta. Carolyn Yenta. You know, the Magyar horse caucus lesmoskank. She's the one who told about a little June friend here and his little goop daughter. Say so he looked like a fat wop kike here, and he does. She doesn't deny. She doesn't deny. She's a Hungarian-American Magyar. Doesn't really deny that she hates white men. Doesn't deny, really, that she's a lesbian. Doesn't deny anything here. She was saying that old Wailing Wallstein showed up, yapping about silver and gold, the things which are dear to a Jew boy. And then all of a sudden, while he's going to talk communism, well, I bet he should here. You know, he's probably, you know, he's a Jew boy, more likely. Here's old Uncle, Uncle Tom Zogpig. Uncle Tom Zogpig. And all annoyed because I'm not nice. I'm not polite. I'm not upbeat. I'm not positive. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. No, I'm not. Not very positive at all. Boo-hoo-hoo. 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 Carolyn Yenta Jaeger Kahat to me, Morty. Yep. <laughs> yes, six. Yes, six. I don't think it's even Tonto here. I think it's just, uh, I think it's a Mr. Sock Possum. You know, uh, guess number six. <laughs> He is. He is very much a tedious tar. You got to grab that here. Okay? I hate you. You hate everybody. <laughs> Rich kids. No, I call them, I call them uh, you know, I call them bitch boobaros here, or sometimes I call them pussy mouth. You know what I mean? Old pussy mouth. He sounds just like old uh, meerkat Mark Gouch clowny. Who I'm suing. One story. Well, let's see. Saturday, I mailed off a notice of appeal along with a docket fee to the U.S. District Court to get it docketed to the Eighth Circus Court of Appeals. And what I'm going to say is that I really agree with you. I really agree. You, you know, judges... And lawyers and pig lives, they're above the law. They can do whatever they want. Folks, that's what happened. That's what happened. I mean, by the way, by the way, it's not just with white nations here. I don't know, some of you heard about the Mayans. 
there was a there was a rather interesting movie called Apocalypto by Mel Gibson, and I'd heard about it. It was a rather dark you know, movie here, and I really felt for it because they left the kids behind. Now, in my case, they went ahead and bought and sold my kids and left me and Roxy behind. A year later, they scooped me up. Now, I don't, you know, I just don't believe, I don't believe in sparing the lives of a regime criminal's family. I mean, why in the world do you need to look after them? If they're dead, they can't cause any more trouble. If they're gelded, they won't cause any more trouble. If their bloodline is severed, they won't cause any more trouble at all. But anyway, here's Apocalypto, and it was ahistorical because it has little, the Spanish caravans, the caravels of Cortez. In reality, the Mayan Empire collapsed somewhere around 900 A.D. And they, like the Aztecs, believed that the sun came up and the rains fell because bloodshed was shed you know, to, the, to the gods who took care of that shit. But usually what they would do is that they would not really do blood sacrifices like the Aztecs did, you know, tearing out you know, uh, other red niggers' hearts and then eating them. See, the New World, the New World, why, hey, the red niggers came in around 10,000 B.C. and they destroyed, they destroyed the megafauna, which was the, you know, the uh, camels and the horses and the whole bunch of stuff, and they just left the buffalo because they couldn't really track them down as well. But, you know, uh, the, the, you know, the plains were... You know, to where all they had was, was dogs, and occasionally they would gorge themselves here, driving the buffalo off. But they weren't able to really chase the buffalo because they'd killed the horses. they killed the camels. they killed the mammoths. they killed everything. So about really all they had to eat, you know, the only thing there which was really raised was turkeys. Domesticated was turkeys and guinea pigs. So in order to get meat, well, guess what? There's red nigger. Red nigger, the other red meat. In case the Aztecs, why they would have little false wars, sort of like between the Democrats and Republicans, and get fresh meat to sacrifice and tear hearts out. But in the case of the Mayans, people used to not understand because the Spanish missionaries, why they understood the Roman Catholic Church was founded by. Cain Sargon and amplified by Nimrod and Semiramis. It was a bell cult of Sibylle. And so they looked upon, well, Satan worship, demon worship, while they're making fun of us. They're making fun of us because it sounds a lot like our little cult to the Virgin Mary and all this sort of thing here. Well, what happened with the Mayans? They were able, you know, in the early 90s, 80s, late 80s, early 90s, with computers to decipher the Mayan bark writing that was left, you know, in the Mayan inscriptions. And they found out that around 900 or so had a bunch of people at the very top of civilization who didn't want to sacrifice their blood. They wanted to sacrifice 
the lower orders blood, their children. And so what there was is there was civil war and there was you know, economic and ecological destruction in the Mayan homeland. And the end of it was around 900 or so A.D. It was destroyed by the people in power thinking they were above the law. It doesn't occur just with white men. It occurs every single civilization. The ones who are on top here, they use their power to live at the expense of those who are lower. And that's what we have in America. We have declining wages. We have bringing in all these brown people and all these Dravidian niggers and all these other critters here. You're yapping about high-paying jobs. And we need to, you know, have our greatest tech here, you know, our, you know, you know college education. And there is no job for higher education here. Even if you know something about computer programming, by the way, they have long since done away with tech support. In America, they ship, they've shipped it off to the Philippines. They shipped it off. I go ahead for my friend, you know, the uh, another guy who killed his dad with a claw hammer after his dad pulled a gun on him and yapped something about how two men could keep the secret one dead. And by the way, my friend, he's found out, his mother's found out is that, hey, maybe he's going to finally get a trial. I said, that's good, Jimbo, because a trial means one of three things will happen. You'll be declared not guilty for defending yourself. You'll be declared guilty of manslaughter. You get seven years in prison. You've already been you know, in that house for 13. Or you'll be found guilty of second-degree murder max here and get seven to 14 years, seven to 15 years, in which case you have an update. Happy, happy, joy, joy. That's good. Of course, he's probably, I think he's already been, what do they call it, uh, not indoctrinated, but he's been institutionalized. Sort of like this other criminal I helped out who wasn't nuts, but who just had to steal computers at the group home. That sort of thing. I'll tell you what the, biggest, the best chains that are made here. The chains that are the ones you forge in your own mind. We can't do this. We can't do this. Let Zog overthrow itself. We can't do this. Well, folks, you're not going to be able to do anything. Zog Babylon is falling apart economically. There's nothing much left to Zog Babylon. Not like I'm asking you to fly to the moon or Mars by flapping your little arms here. That isn't going to happen, no matter how much of a positive mental attitude you have. But neither is Zog surviving, no matter how much of a positive, oh, white nationalist, let's go ahead and bring back my whining like pussies, evil empire life. That's not going to happen either. Okay? So, 
Means just the two slides that you quit. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> okay, let's see. I'm looking at the tards here. I'm looking at the tards. Hey, well, I'm going to mute, uh, mute another tard and shoot. Don't look like Miss Mubros is going to call in. Tomorrow, I'm going to draft up a response to the lawyer. The Zog, well, for the Newt County Zog pigs. He said, well, hey, the prosecuting attorney, why, you know, he, you know, he wanted to practice for the federal bar, but, you know, you know, or save money. I'm saying, no, 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 Jake Scobie isn't much of a lawyer. You know, I, I jigged with him last October 15th and said, hey, he put more people in prison as a public pretender than he ever did as a prostitutor. Yeah, and Ken Copeland and Corporal Barnes, why, hey, they've already been given the Elijah treatment. They know I want to gild their spawn. Well, not gild their spawn. I mean, you know, some of them, the Mongols here need to die. But, you know, it's sort of like Elijah told, you know, told Ahab is, guess what? Everyone who dies in your house, your family, your friends, if they die in the city, they'll be eaten by the dogs. If they die in the fields, they'll be eaten by the birds. So Ahab... He knew he fucked up, and he was trying to get you know Yahweh to back off, and Yahweh did back off about twenty years worth. Ahab did die. He died. He died an honorable death here, you know, at the hands of a oh an archer. He was trying to avoid his fate, but you know his fate found him like an arrow. They found him. So well, hey, haven't had any haven't had any practice here. But you end up having old Ron Mitchell here. Ron Mitchell has probably taught me more about law than any other lawyer. It was on my very first lawsuit way back twenty years ago, really. Twenty years ago. Filed it, you know, filed uh, the thing against uh, being falsely arrested in November nineteen ninety three. Test about Waco. And I waited by two years and I filed it in 1995. Uh, late October, early November 1995, I filed it. And hey, that lawsuit lasted five years. No Ron Mitchell. He just got done being president of the Missouri Bar and he would say, don't let Mr. Lister say this. He named the case, so I go look up the case, and then I'd say what old Ron Mitchell didn't want me to say. Fine by me. Ron Mitchell believes the lawyers are above the law. Ron Mitchell believes the pig lies are above the law. Well, folks, when you have a corrupt, stupid regime, 
which thinks that its bunch are above the law. They don't have to pay the law. And guess what? Why should anybody else obey the law? They can't obey the law. Why should anybody else obey it? And when that happens, when that happens, there's nothing saving them at all because they're guilty. They're guilty of being stupid tyrants. They're guilty of being stupid regime criminals. They're guilty of being predators and parasites who have lost their place. And since they are so useful, they're useful for nothing. And they need to die, they will. And that's what's happened, be it Mayan civilization or be it Zog Babylon pretend civilization. That's what's going to happen. So anyway, I'm going to take, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take a break here. Bible study 101 with Morty here. Folks, you're going to get far more Bible, you know, uh, Bible study with Morty than you will with Finkelstein or Eliar or whatever here. Now, Eliar here, we'll hear about you know, saber-toothed meerkats in Atlantis in 10,000 B.C. I don't think we will hear about what Digula Siculus had to say about Uranus in 0 B.C. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's it here. I'd like to, you know, uh, I'd like to thank you. Uh, you, you know, Mona, Mona sent me another gift here, and I'd like to thank Mona for it. So in any case, uh, I'm going to. I don't ask for gifts though. I don't know. I don't know why Mona sent me a gift, but she did. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. So we will be back in a few. Hail victory! <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything about it. I wish Jeff Six would leave the chat, you know what I mean? Yes, there.
Lord, go and sound this or sing this song, Judah, Judah. This month that spends life lifelong, oh, the Judah day. Gonna lie all night, gonna lie all day. Dog man is wrong with some luncheon facts, this month they're not okay. That hot black dutch, Judah, Judah. This you got some stinky cat victory in Judah, Judah. Come back home with this pumpkin over Judah Day. Gonna lie all night, gonna lie all day. Gone bed is gone with someone's inside, this pumpkin's out all day. One sick winger in Tester Home, Judah, Judah. Check this bottom with freezing cold. Oh, the Judah day. Gonna lie all night, gonna lie all day. God made it on me from lunch and bag. This month turned out okay.
Go to Dickie Bears. See what I can find. I find a bunch of goodies. Two thousand five. From the good old days. It's my buddy the man. That was right. It's all okay. Wanna be a sword mentor in the FL? Wanna be a sword packet in the FL? Wanna be a sword mentor in the FL? Sword mentor, sword packet in the FL! Jay Parade, Dickie, roll with pride, suck it off, niggers in the depths of countryside, every red nigger bastard, what did you pay? We will suck them off, day after day, want to be a sword measure in the SF, want to be a sword bagger in the SF, want to be a sword measure in the SF, sword measure, sword bagger in the SF! I did when I see it nowhere. My signature, I don't test it. I know it's your drip. That's a little butt. Gleam in my. Call me by a real answer. Let's go back live. I'll be a sword dancer in the SF. I'll be a sword packing in the SF. Wanna be a sword dancer in the SF. Sword dancer, sword dancer in the SF. Wanna be a sword dancer in the SF. Wanna be a sword dragon in the SF? Wanna be a sword dancer in the SF? Sword dancer, sword dragon in the SF! Alright. Commander, you know, gay pride, but pride is dead? Well, you know, I mean, how can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hold on, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying my folder swell. Marsh had me buy a bunch of Klondike bars. So I'm only eating them just to keep my Roxy's hands here, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hold on, folks. All right. <laughs> Miss Boomerose, well, that give you a workout from me and him, sorry. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, if you lived a nurse 65 years, you'd be half an asshole when you got done. <laughs> mm. No, you know, no, Rich Buberos is supposedly 65 years old. Okay? <laughs> okay, well, I was eating that Klondike bar, you know, just to keep Roxy from eating it here. Ooh. All right, we're back. 
old bitch Bluegrass had uh, this guitar said, Whoa, you shut up! And I admit, I can be pretty long-winded, but I, you know, unlike Mitch Bluegrass, why I'm able to talk for four or five hours and get something said, I imagine. Generally, for me, the monologue is sort of sacred. You know, uh, I have said, you know, I say what I intend to say, you know, during the monologue. And then after that, hell, any, any target can go ahead and show up here. And that's, you know, I'll, I'll listen to the old previous, I uh, had uh, S.S. John, before he called in, let's do a show. And said, oh, you know, Uncle Zogpig, you know, Uncle Tom Zogpig, Bowie. Well, that's one sort of dangerous pig. Because it gets people thinking he's on their side. You know, hey, you know when you're in jail, when you're in jail, you are, you're vulnerable. Because you're lucky if you see your loved ones, your loved one, once a week for 15 minutes. You're in a cage with perverts and criminals and mongrels with people who you really don't have anything in common with. And then the pigs like playing good pig, bad pig with you. And Uncle Uncle Tom's dog pig is a quote good pig player. You know, hit with this tide water fried dog pig shit. Gets people to say shit that they shouldn't be saying. Okay. I see you guess fifty five. Yes. Yes, we have cards. Okay. Yep. You had a nice little run of luck. Just 55. Yep. All right. Better mute that boy. Well, I did mute him. Yes, 55, let's let the chat. In case, Ms. Blue Girls, uh, you're willing to call it if you want. Call your pussy mouth because you, you sound just like old meerkat Mark Downey. Most for a while, I thought it was meerkat Mark Downey in, in real, you know, indeed, but now listen, I think that this, what, the Bremertown pussy mouth here dialect. The pussy mouth, I mean, the United States pussy mouth dialect. I mean, they sound like pussy tards, and they are. You know, I mean, shit, it's as if, oh, it's as if some, you know, they somehow found some kikis or whatever. Okay, it looks like we are going to have tards, Nimbuster tards, who I probably should have muted. Okay. Uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's going to take a little while. 
and I'm not going to unmute. You know, we'll we'll have it go through. I'm not unmuting guest number 56 because of flooding. But I, I I've seen these sperm portions before. You don't want anybody. You know, you're like the Pharisees. You know, like you said, is that hey, they you know they don't want to go in. They don't want to obey the law. They want to just promote you know burdens, grievous to be born. Well, I like trolls. I like tards here, but I don't like I don't like the ones who get really stupid like 55 and 51 did. There's a couple more between what 51. Let's see, I'm, I'll keep an eye on 52 and 54. <laughs> uh, guess number six was Tone Tard. But I don't, you know, I pretty well put up, I pretty well put up with uh, Trolls and Tards. I'm going ahead and whining. Okay, 32. Yes, yes, we're going to have a lot of that here. We're going to have a lot of that for a while. We are. No, he sounds a lot like old uh, liar Bill Mumpstep the Coolest, who I'm also suing here, by the way. Read the uh, read the counter notes. Let's see. Any more tarts? This Mark Passio was going to invite me to talk, speak on his uh, radio or internet radio show. Well, send it to Pastor Lindstedt, L-I-N-D-S-T-E-D-T, at gmail.com. <laughs> Any case here. All these people who are so worried. I had to laugh at old Wailing Wallstein last November. He was worried as heck about what I might say about these critters. And Kellen Yenta Jaeger Kahant had him right here. I mean, he just showed up. He's peddling his pinko fourth position bullshit. We're supposed to believe it's something different? There's not much difference between Khazar capitalism and Khazar communism. And by the way, old uh, Wailing Wallstein with his, you know, cut Jew criminal gang here. Why, they're no devils. They don't want to admit the Jews as far as Satan. The one that is all. I'm making. <coughs> is is Chisera the whiner? Well, that's nice. The whiner used to be hilarious. The whiner used to be hilarious, what, uh, two years ago? You show up on Axis Skankies, the whiner would. You know, Bam 33, he will spam. Uh, let's see. 
how, how to catch a predator. <laughs> okay, uh, I figured this one out here. Okay, and guess what? Heck, we're gonna have a lot of this tar- we're gonna have a lot of tar shit. A lot of tar shit. Fifty-four. Okay, I'm trying to ba- I'm trying to block your ass. Same with you, guest thirty-nine. Lord, I just be I'm just being uh tar spamming. You know what I mean? That's right. Troll, troll the right way. Troll the right way, you tards. Well, looks like I've lost control of the chat room. Boo hoo hoo, boo hoo hoo, boo hoo hoo. Okay, thirty nine and fifty four looks okay, fifty two. Okay. Hey. Yes, 52. I've I've listened to I've listened to these tards. I listen to these tards here. What they do is they get on tour. Don't let anyone over 45 speak here. Hmm. Okay, 52 is left in chat. Let's see, 32, 39, 56, 57. Get Roxy to moderate this shit. Uh, no, I'm not. And get Poxy to moderate this shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe I ought to take another break. I, I was looking over at VNN, uh, looking over on Sperm Fart. Wigger Swill is talking about how he has absolute control over the National Alliance or the what's left of National Alliance. And let me see. Oh, Alex Lender, why he was sticking up for Strom and he was doing some Golden Dawn shit. I mean, that sick that sick two boy lender actually does believe. Does actually believe he's a force for good. He's accomplishing something. Okay? Because I don't like his website. Well that's nice. Why can't you delete dead entries? Uh let's see. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not going to unmute any new uh, any new uh, guests here. It looks like the Tards have uh, had their fun here. They they fled the chat room. Why didn't Linder go to Amran? Uh, what happens is that American Renaissance has plenty of Jews. They talk about Jews being good. You really need you really need a Jew who's going to talk bad about you and who bleeds out the ass. You know, in addition, you know, sick Jew who bleeds out the ass here. I don't know if we still have eunuch here, uh, but I don't know if you've seen this one. Uh, you know, 
episode of the original Yenterprise where old Captain Captain uh, Shitner, or I mean, you know, Chirk, he's uh, you know he's uh, you know he's on this plant here, and then here is this engine here. It says, "Behold the God who bleeds here." Well, it would be nice if you could just simply take a picture of that and say, "Behold the kite that bleeds." Up the ass. Think about Linder. <laughs> and Dan Johns' spawn. And let me see, what other what other uh Jew boy Jew boys that bleed out the ass here. Okay? He's not a tard or troll. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I might get around to it. I might get around to it. <laughs> Oi, Walcott, Mui, and Rapist America should be should be spammed here. When I when I get on when I get on uh when I get on old Zog Pig, you know, a pussy whooped to PWA, pussy whooped to Moorqua. I do is I don't really troll that much. I just simply tell them is that the fact that I'm listening to them. I am listening to them. The whole point of me playing Cossacks and Jew Boys is to make damn sure that they don't get outside, they don't break outside the ghetto. But they are known, and they're known as Zogbots. Now, I haven't listened to William Wallstein here. I listened to the first minute or so. That's what got me about SS, you know, or ANSSMC here. An old, uh, you know, Fire Ireland Brian was claimed, I called it ANUS SS. Well, no. But if you're going to go ahead and go by A-N-S-S-M-C, why, <laughs> there's going to be a bunch of Nimbus retards that go sort of easy on the uh, vowels. <laughs> They're going to, un, un, you know, I'm not going to ununite 56, 57, 58. Not going to. Unmute them at all. One of the guys I got up, you know, up in that uh, small town where my church is. He says that uh, my church is doing just fine, and he's going to mow the grass around the church. And the other guy who I, you know, who was there, he came out. He came, he came fourth out of seven, out of the field of seven. So he, you know, the top three were, the top three were uh, elected. It's sort of messed up, though. To the town, which is what? Around a tenth the size of Granby, which is 2,100. I mean, a town of less than 300 has as many, has as many uh, council critters as Granby does with 2,100 people in it. We're messed up here. Well, this is right here. It would be here if you weren't. That's true. That is true. 
at least you know what you are here. The good thing, though, the good thing, though, is that this is a relatively pig-free, you know, the movement turd is pig-free. Not sig-free, you know, not sig, you know, sig-freed, but it's pig-free. <laughs> not anti-pig fraud. <laughs> it's, you know, it's pig-free. Now, pigs are allowed to call in like Uncle Zog Pig Tom Bowie. Encouraged even. That's what that's what amuses me is old Uncle Uncle Tom's Og Pig Bowie. He's a smart pig. He's a dangerous pig. Have you ever heard? Do not talk to you. I have nothing to say. Do not talk to pigs. A pig is more dangerous to talk to than a nigger. When you think about it, even a Jew. No such thing as an ex-pig. And you're going to let him run wild in your motorcycle club? And then you're going to talk about, oh, how somebody went to prison Surprise, surprise, surprise. You don't let pigs into your organization, well, I guess what? Do not be surprised. Some of you go to prison. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's sort of like, it's sort of like being butt-fucked by a, by a prison nigger faggot here. You shouldn't be surprised. You shouldn't be surprised like old Dickie Barrett was that you get knife for your wallet and maybe oh about three months or three years old old Dickie Barrett will found out he had real you know he had real live gays here. You know what I mean? I mean uh, somebody got somebody got mad at way your peers for quoting FBI statistics here is that you're you're fifteen times more likely to get syphilis. You know, fucking a nigger than you know, fucking a Whigger college boy. You're more likely. You're you're about 45 more likely to get old clap or gonorrhea or whatever, anal wars, whatever. Than you are fucking a white boy. You're what? 20 times more likely to get AIDS, as I call it, AIDS, by fucking a nigger. You're fucking a white boy. You're 666 times more likely to go to prison talking to a zog pig than you are talking to another delusional, you know, zogling with your ass clown. No shit. Try to tell S. You know, uh, try to tell S. S. John about these two Missouri Highway Patrolmen who joined up on a Saturday, four days after Oklahoma City bombing. (laughs) 
one thing that one thing that gets me is how pigs or social workers, whatever, they always try to, you know, essentially when they're trying their best to send you to prison for life or have you murdered, they want to shake your hand. They want you to essentially say there's no hard feelings. No hard feelings. You tried to, you, you screwed me over here. You put me in jail. Why you, you know, you destroyed my family. But hey, no hard feelings. No hard feelings at all. Don't give me that shit. You die. All your family needs to die. You commit one act of treason on behalf of this evil regime, which is out to destroy us. You need to die. Your entire family needs to die. There's not going to be any bygones, be bygones. Shit. Know that? Morty gets dog bucks per IP collects. Yeah. Well, hey, that's why I'm on talk show, so I can collect. That's why I can go ahead and collect your IP numbers. Let me see. Guest number six. This is Ogbot Tard. He's a Nimbuster Tard. Probably a faggot. Nimbuster Tard. Let's see if I can't get his IP number. I click on guest number six and what do I get? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just really just you're out to learn Zog Babylon at the fact that there are Nimbuster retards running around. Right now, even as I speak. You know, I'm a cuckold. Why would, you know, why would, why would I be a cuckold? Uh, heck. Yes, there's, there's all sorts of men coming into the seminary here, you know, jumping on top of rocks here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's see here. You are you, Chomo here. Well, good lord, we have a cra- we have a crazy Kurdish Jew living in Sweden here. Uh, you want to call in, uh, Joe Bloman? Let's see. Guess six is cool. Uh, guess six is more likely Marty Chomo and this is sock puppet too. Let's see. As you say, you have already done something instead of talking shit on the internet. Uh, let's see. How do I make dog bots eat their spawns nuts? I mean, how do you go ahead and go about doing that? Can it be done right now? Well, no. How do you get people to do what has to be done? How do you get white people to rise up and kill half the Wiggers? How do you get people to rise up and kill Wiggers, especially when the Wiggers are already? How do you get them to do that? 
I get them to gun down beaners and, you know, gas use. How do you get them to do that? Is there a mythical time of, quote, awakening? Let's just wake them up here. Folks, that's a, that's a mythological fucktard notion, which is common in the bowel movement. You know, I, I should not. It's common in the bowel movement. If only, you know, let's have our own white media, and we'll just tell people about what niggers and Jews are doing to us. Now you figured it out yet? Hmm? Haven't figured it out yet? How do you get this problem solved? How do you get where Wiggers turn fuel and not only stop producing, but actually do some active killing? How do you get them to do that? They're not going to do it until they absolutely have to. My problem, they'll be. Oh, I, you know, I'll die for my country, but I won't kill for it. I'll die for the right race, but I won't kill for it. You can do nothing, will you? You will die, but it won't be for the white race, so you'll die because you're a cowardly chicken shit. Now, if any of you, one of you tards, want to tell me how to run my show or call in, tell me about it. Okay? I don't mind, you know, I don't mind Long Island Brian here. I mean, shit, he's, uh, you know, he's, what, 20 years old, 21 years old? He's looking for a daddy figure. And he has decided that for his daddy figure, okay, all righty. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Bring it down. Okay, bring it down to the Jewess or that. Yes, I do. I'll get, I'll get 666 Zog bucks and 66 cents here. If only one of you tards will call in and show your, well, not your tits, but your fuck tardivity. I'd rather see your tits here if you have a nice set here and your split tail, but, you know, hey, you know, I'll also for fuck tardivity. Okay, took some DMT. Okay, good Lord. Hell, I guess all of them are. I guess all of them. <laughs> what is DMT? <laughs> I don't know what DMT is here. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much, uh, heck, you know, I'm, I, I've grown semi-addicted to Folgers, Will. You know what I mean? It's like LSD. I've never had LSD. Hell, I've been smoking, I've never even smoked nigger weed here. I've smelled a bunch of second-hand wigger, you know, wigger, you know, uh, wigger weed, nigger weed, whatever. Well, I've never actually smoked any of it here. Smell quite a bit secondhand here. Let's see, Gary. 
Joe Gorman, you're talking about yourself. Okay. What I would like to see, never did acid. <laughs> never did acid. Why not? Because I really don't like it that much. I mean... I've liked, I have liked beer. I used to like Old Crow whiskey. Now I prefer Evan Williams. But I wanted to hydrate myself because shoot that gout, you know, when I get the Swedish toe gauge, a.k.a. gout, I mean, that hurts. That hurts. Okay. Let's see here. It makes you one little the creator. Uh, if you talk about Folger Swell, I doubt it here. Folger Swell is just something sort of tasty here. I, I, I go, and someone someone sent me a sent me a bunch of coffee beans. And by the way, I've gone through three pounds of coffee beans in the last year or so. I've gone through. I'm about to go through another. You know, one of them, what, 270 cupfuls of Folgers? Folgers? I like Folgers. I must care for Maxwell House. Maxwell House sucks. I like Folgers. And let me see. I like... Well, you said I, I have a French... I have a French press here. But what I've taken recently to doing... I've taken it recently to doing is just running it through the drip coffee maker. You know, today I, I ground up the last of this what these vanilla vanilla beans from Colombia. These vanilla, you know, roasted coffee beans. It was two pound. It was two pound uh, whatever. Went through it. Ground up what was left. Having up for about ten cups of coffee. Ten cups of coffee, and I'm going to have to pick the uh, next the next bunch of beans here. I'm not sure where to have French roast. Uh, I have an espresso machine I bought for nineteen dollars, a Mister Coffee espresso machine. Maybe I'll try it one of these days here. I'll have a little shot of espresso. What I do is I go ahead and brew it, and then I take a I take a stapler, and I go ahead and staple it, and I soak it in like a tea bag. And I got some uh, what what do they call it? It's Canadian tea. Uh, they call it uh, British Bond or whatever here. Old tattered flag knows exactly what kind it is. So hey, I have tea and I have coffee here, and I like I like I like folders. I you know, folders well. What I like, what I like is drinking the ground up bean fresh here, with nothing but a little bit of brown sugar in the bottom of it. And then after I drink a cup or two of that, you you know, run some folders swell through, and run it through, and then you know then for the rest of it, put it. You know, sort of like a tea bag. I take a stapler. Take a stapler, and I go ahead and soak it. You know, soak it in. You know, soak it in this hot water. 
essentially that, you know, it, it can make sort of weak secondhand coffee. It soaks in for a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm looking at perverted Nimbuster tards. Okay. Just number six. Let's see. Big names are gonna be where? Free Your Mind Conference dot com. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna click that here. We want to hear about your 10K Warlords project here, uh, folks. It is. I'm sort of writing. You know, Harold Covington says about permission slips. I am writing permission slips for people to destroy. Dog Babylon, destroy your local pigs, destroy the rest of you. Okay. Well, I'll be damned. Free your mind conference here. I'm not quite sure. Two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. So who do you have? You have a bunch of characters here. Some look like mongrels. One looks like a blue eyed little quickness. Another little blue eyed quickness. Okay. Some look like Jews and niggers and mongrels. Oh, there's a nigger. Let's see. Oh, a lot of get tickets all weekend. I'm not quite sure when the hell this is. Okay, Friday, April 10th. Well, shit, that's all. That it's already gone. People look a little vigorous here, there. And another cute little blue-eyed vigorous. Alrighty, well, I'm looking at that here. 2015. Well, it looks like it's already over, though. Speakers. Okay. Yeah, it's spring Myers. Did you? Oh, is that Mark you? I don't know. You look a little bit like a mongrel, Mark Passio. Let's see. Swerdlow, Freeman, Jose the Outlaw, Leon Honor. Well, that looks like a nigger. Let's see. Look at Lauren Eisenhower. Hmm, might be Jewish. Richard, huh? Okay. You, open mic. Well, shoot. Anti-Razbin. He looks like he might be a nigger Israelite. Dennis Barcelo. Okay. Mark Devlin. You stars. Well, what the hell. Well, I'm looking at that hotel room at the venue. Well, shoot, it's already there. Langhorn, PA. 
I have been to Langhorn, PA. Uh, it's just right across. It's right across from what Delaware or Susquehanna in New Jersey. Langhorn, PA. Oh well. <laughs> Check it out, Joanna. We're exploring the dark occult of what? Why? <laughs> well, okay. Well, that's that's. <laughs> I guess you have one on me. I'm not a I'm not a former or present Satanist here. Finkelstein is a Finkelstein is a <laughs> is a present Satanist you boy. In case. I'm going to, you know, by the way, Mark, why don't you call in if you want? Heck, uh, the monologue is over. The monologue is over, and heck, uh, I'm just begging, you know, I mean, heck, I'm, I'm sort of like I'm in the same position as Bridget the Engine. I'm just begging for some input here. <laughs> and I haven't even gone to the Atlanta, you know, the Atlanta Pilots. <laughs> So folks, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back. Hail victory. We're going to sell this first thing, this song, Judah, Judah.
shy on a warm summer day. I smile at the flat family, watch her kids play. Down on us today. My eyes must be dreaming again. Stay strong, never give in. be getting away. Never too late, my brothers will be waiting outside the gate. Give it that we're in here for 15 months, for 500 years. And you're in it for us. We're in it for you. And you're in it for us. Pray for the day. Dog just fall. Our boots will crash through the house wall. Those who have locked them in die in the day. The real world seems so far away. We're in it for you, and you're in it for us. We're in it for you, and you're in it for We're in it for you, and you're in it for We're in it for you. And you're in it for For you, and you're in it for us. We're in it for you, and you're in it for us.
Okay, I'm going to go back to the chat room and see if I have anybody calling in. And heck, looks like I've still got a whole password of tards. Uh, I downloaded that way back in 1998. That was the, uh, what, the Midtown Boot Boys from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I haven't seen a YouTube video from it. Uh, there used to be a number of these places where you could download download these uh, MP3s. Okay? Alrighty. Uh, March 29, 2014. Psychopathy is possible origins here. Well, uh, I'm not quite sure if he's listening to me because you may think I'm a psychopath or whatever. There's a lot of people think I am. You know, totally nuts here. Uh, that particular song I like because it really, in many cases, it is what it feels like when you're locked up, well, say, in a nut house here. I mean, the days, you know, you know counting the days the real world seems so far away. And yeah, it does here because what you you know I I've seen people when they are in jail or whatever, especially when they're guilty as hell, they will sleep sixteen hours a day, sometimes twenty hours a day. They'll just simply hibernate. It seems they'll just sit and wait for their next court date. Now I never I never. I never was ever that bad because, you know, hey, I would you know, try to stay, you know, keep them being bored. I would try to check out library books. I would try to get other tards who didn't even want to read to check out library books, and then I would check them out. I would check them out. Well, heck, uh, the, the good thing is that, shoot, like in the nut house, you can, you can, you know, you, you're allowed to check out two books. I checked out Oswald Spengler's Decline of the West. Here, I don't know why. It seems like it's in every, probably in every prison library. It certainly was in the Nuthouse Library. And heck, none of the nuts want to read it. You know, I mean, it is, it is pretty dense shit here reading Oswald Spengler's Decline of the West. I think I. Plow through, sort of like Mein Kampf here. You plow through Mein Kampf. You're, you you got to have yourself some discipline. I managed, I think, in Mein Kampf to also plow through about three chapters of Mein Kampf. <laughs> uh, you know, Oswald Spengler, Oswald Spengler was in many ways different than Mein Kampf here, but I managed to plow through plow through you know, the uh you know the first three chapters in volume one. There's two volumes. These are this is not light reading. You know, the good thing is is that you, nobody else you know yet you, you could you didn't have to worry about anybody saying, Hey, there's somebody else. There's another that wants to read Decline of the West here. Well <laughs> you pretty well had Decline of the West all to yourself here. Let's see. Too stupid to understand Spangler. Uh, guess number six. I doubt you have even read Spangler. 
Spengler is really quite pessimistic here. Sort of like Brooks Adams about talking about how Rome Rome was destroyed as an empire by the same old, same old. And that's what, you know, that's what Oswald Spengler, he called that when it's alive, it's a culture. So like a biological culture. When it's dead, it's a, in ruins, it's a civilization that you're looking back on. And I went, essentially said that Western culture was universalist and, and Faustian. The main thing is universalist. It's trying to remake creatures that are not us into creatures that are us while it destroys, it destroys its own founding, you know, it destroys its own founding stock here. So that was, a, that was a good thing. I guess that's a good thing. If you want to get yourself an education, you know, Malcolm X, you know, the nigger, the, the, you know, Malcolm X here, he said the same thing is that, hey, you have plenty of time. You know, that's about the only thing you have plenty of. When you're in jail or prison, you have plenty of, you know, you have plenty of time to think here. Now, I don't know about prison. I mean, you know, you know in jail, it is a, it's like a nut house. I mean, you have all these sounds, all these sounds coming back and forth here. I mean, it's hard to think in the echo chamber that's jail. Now, nut house, you can do a little bit better. Let me tell you how difficult it is. I, I have nothing but respect for those who, before the age of computer word processing, wrote books. Wrote anything. But yeah, when you're when you're locked up, why hey, you know, the days are pretty gray. That's why I like that song. Okay? Now, this Mark Passio, I'm not quite sure how he found me. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I'm not quite sure if he would really enjoy what I have to say because it's you know, very much, quote, racist here. To me, it's not a matter, it's not a matter of psycho. Happy, it's a matter of blood. It's a matter of who you are. The left always thinks they can re-educate, re-educate somebody. I believe that your destiny is what, 90, really about 90-some percent already Figured out when you know white sperm meets white ovum. In which case, about eighty percent, because you know I you know I I listened to Dewey Tucker. I actually listened to Saturday. I was rested up and I listened to his uh, going through John chapter twelve. And I did ask a question which was pertinent, and then was somebody who was asking other questions about. You know, James Wickstrom. And I says, hey, you know, everybody knows about Wickstrom. 
But when it comes down to it, I don't think I'm going to agree. I'm not going to agree with Dewey because I believe in free will, and I believe don't believe in resur- you know, I don't believe in reincarnation. I do believe in free will. He believes much the exact opposite that you're either El- you know, you're Elohim, and essentially there is no. You know, I mean, essentially it's not even ninety nine point nine 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 percent. It's a hundred percent that you have no choice in what you are. Yeah, I believe I believe that there is free will. That doesn't mean that you're going to educate. You you can turn you can turn white people of good breeding and good parentage into self-serving, neurotic, ass clowns, psychopaths, sociopaths, whatever. You can't, you know, I mean, the thing is you can't make a silk purse out of a sound's ear. Can't make something at all. So I'm not quite sure what free your mind, what 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 good it would do to free your mind. I mean, shoot, if you have a nigger mind, I mean, you'll be taking nigger things here. You're just aping something else. If you're a Jew, you will think, essentially, of how to cheat the goyim, especially the white ones. You're not going to free your mind because you don't have much of a mind to free. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. PI is targeted individual for those who don't know what that is. You know, I think of their targeted individual. Do you even know who Yaki is, you clown? Yes, I bought Imperium at the University of Missouri Columbia bookstore for a quarter. I have it around somewhere. I don't think I don't think Yaki's book was that good, to be honest with you. I don't think I don't think it was that good a book. Of course, I only went through a little bit of it here. I mean, I did read because I had plenty of time in that house to read Oswald Spengler, and I did plow I did plow through everything in the first three chapters, and then I started skipping around. I really wasn't interested in Oswald Spengler yapping about the Aztec civilization. Well, a little bit about the Indian civilization, Chinese civilization. I didn't really give a shit for them that much either. So, I mean, you, you have all these characters who drop names about people who wrote big books here. And I, I listen to Gretchen, the librarian. She will yap about books that nobody can get at all. One book she was writing about the Boer's cost, if you could find it, $400 for a rare copy of a book written in 1970 about the Boer's. 
What good did it do to do a book report on that? Hmm? <laughs> I'm listening to the times here. I have I have that book. I have that book by uh I, you know, once I get a book I never sell it, I never get rid of it. And I don't know where I don't know where uh, that Yaki book is. It was written by it was forwarded by Louis, what is his name? Louis Carto. So in case here, Martin <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see. That mid pastor. Well, I'll go ahead and look. I mean, pigs. The pigs arrest everybody here. I'm sure they do, Mark Passio. Of course, you may not even be the, uh, the you know, the real Mark Passio. I don't know here. Well, okay. Well, that's, you know, the pigs are going to find out the hard way. But nobody loves them. But they're hated. What happens when, you know, what happens when a pig is not only hated, but he's no longer feared? What's going to happen to him then? I'm looking I'm looking at I'm looking at the chat here. <laughs> okay. Well, guest number six, uh why don't you tell why don't you tell everyone? Why don't you write a quick book report on uh Oswald Spengler and what you got out of them out of Oswald Spengler. Especially volume two. I didn't really go through volume two, but you can you can also talk about volume one if you want. Okay. <laughs> Let's see here. I'm looking. I'm looking at the chat here. You're just eccentric, Pastor. Okay. Well, that's good. Pipe in recognizable music. Well, bitch booberos, uh I don't know why anyone would uh you know, I, I mean I listened to Bitch Booberos uh in his in his uh, little idiot play. Uh it was it was It was it was hilarious hearing old Uncle Uncle uh, Tom Zogpig and Bitch Boobros Bitch Boobros talk about how fierce they are. <laughs> I I thought they were sort of hilarious here. 
My point is, though, uh, with old bitch Buberos, with old bitch, old bitch doesn't really believe what he's, you know, what he's yapping about here. Bitch believes in talking a whole bunch of shit. Why well, like a pussy here about how we're doomed? Folks, I never thought the Yahweh's servant nation was doomed at all. Instead, I have said many times that Yahweh has saved both seed lines. The evil seed line, the Jews, and the good seed line of the Israelites. And while you have a setback like in 1945, in which a lot of Germans, millions of Germans were murdered and destroyed. Yahweh was setting things up so it would be like today. I believe, I believe in free will for Yahweh's servant nation. I believe that we have choice, that we can choose to be good, that we can choose to have eternal life. I believe that Christ, Jesus Christ, was more than just someone who's going through a reincarnation phase from Adam, who was just simply going through a part like a rat in a cage or a rat in a maze. But I love listening to Dewey Tucker. The reason I love listening to Dewey Tucker is Dewey does know. At least the scriptures prove his point. And when I ask questions like I did last Saturday, this Saturday, I pretty well know what he's going to say about those who had ears but could not hear, those who had eyes to see could not see. Christ's disciples, Christ's disciples, they thought they heard and they thought they could see and they thought they could understand, but it wasn't until 50 days after Christ's crucifixion. But they did begin to see and they did begin to understand. What I was pointing out is that Thomas, quote, doubting Thomas, was the one who was the most honest of Christ's apostles or Christ's disciples. Because he didn't want to hear what the other tards said had happened, he wanted to see it for himself. Christ did not curse Thomas for wanting to find it out for himself. Folks, there is no doubt in my mind that Zog Babylon is going to fall apart. That Zog Babylon is going to be destroyed. Just like every mighty evil empire, it is destroyed. And the only salvation for the white race 
is when Christ returns. What I am trying to do is point out to white people that they don't need to go down with the FF, UFF tip antic. They can choose to not have anything to do with Zog Babylon. If you're running around and listening to a self-admitted Zog pig, like Uncle Tom Zog pig, you know, Zog pig, another freaking tard, you know, like old pussy mouth bitch Buberos, you know, Zog pig and pussy mouth. I mean, you know, they, they are... You know, they're just flying around and sucking each other off here. That's all they're doing. Yapping the same old stupid shit here. Yo, know, racism is another name for anti-white. Okay, let's say this. What does that accomplish? What does that do? It doesn't... <laughs> You know, your best bet, your best bet if you want to survive is have nothing to do with these liars and losers and Jews and mongrels. I was looking at my email. You have old Finkelstein pretend to be a Nazi. Finkelstein, you know, Fink is a Jew. A murderous Jew pig who hangs around mongrels like Brian Real. And so then Packy Shanks and Yaps you know, I didn't listen to today's show. But here you have a Jew and a Paki yapping about what the Europeans should do. Now, folks, if you are a European nationalist and you're listening to a Jew and a Paki, you're fucked up. You're already fucked up. What are you doing listening to a Jew or a Paki? If you're a, quote, motorcycle club of who the president has spent, or the president has spent a number of years in Zog prisons, what are you doing listening to a, quote, good pig for? A good nuthouse pig? No such thing as a good pig. No such thing as a good Zog enforcer. The Zog pig has picked up the sword, and he and his family, entire family, need to die by that sword. They have worked to, you know, you know folks, if there weren't Zog pigs, you know, way back when, way back when, way back when I was first running for state rep in 1994, I have a supposed libertine. I had a little old lady after one of my speeches. What are we going to do when the niggers bail out of Springfield, Missouri? We got some niggers in Springfield, Missouri. Not very many, but it says, why are you worried about it? They'll run out of steam. They'll run out of steam by the time they get to Willard. With great good luck, they'll kill and eat. You know, well, they'll... they'll they will rob, rape, sodomize, kill, and eat John and Janet 
Ashcroft. With great good luck. You know, I mean they'll get they will get to Willard. They will get to Willard, Missouri about oh about mm, dozen miles outside the Springfield you know, city limits. I mean I really you know, it would really do me a lot of good to it would do me a lot of good. I think I think John Ashcroft is bitch wife Janet here, another lawyer cunt. Here's John Ashcroft, Governor of Missouri. And oh we cannot we cannot stand dope dealers. We cannot stand you know, marijuana peddlers and uh you know and meth dealers and all that. And guess what? His his brother's kids are the biggest dope dealers in Springfield and guess what? Uncle John gets them off with six months probation. Suspended imposition of sentence. So hey, guess what? Old old John, why he just couldn't stand dope dealers unless they were members of his own family. In which case they get off. He was, a piece of shit. he was a piece of shit as attorney general. He was a piece of shit as governor. He was a piece of shit as United States senator. He was an even bigger piece of shit as attorney general of the United of the United States. Here, total hypocritical, worthless piece of shit. His daddy was so self righteous here until guess what? Jimmy Swagger got caught masturbating to an ugly whore talking about her 13-year-old daughter. So they suspend him for 30 days, and they announce, oh, Jimmy was, you know, was also, you know, so, so repentant. And guess what? Three years later, he goes ahead, and he's running around with a beaner, uh, you know, ugly beaner whore this time. Probably masturbating, probably to a uh, little sticklet. Yeah. The Assemblies of Christ. John Ashcroft's daddy was one of the main honchos here and Jimmy Swaggart. I you know, I've seen I've seen these tars following following well, you know, I, I live here in the buckle of the bail belt. I have seen you know, I have seen Christ Tard. Christ Tard hypocrisy firsthand. Yeah, firsthand. Don't have much use for it. Most swiggers, like I told old Uncle Zog Pig, Uncle Tom Zog Pig Bowie, well, hell, the better, best part of you, best part of you dribbled down your whore mother's leg 50 or 60 years ago. I mean, I'm not surprised you're a piece of shit. I'm not surprised you're a lying dog pig piece of shit. You're a dangerous pig. But then again, hell, if you're running around knowing that someone's a pig, why the hell are you talking to him? If you know someone's a Jew, be it Eli James or you know, Rabbi Bill Fink, Bill Fink, or a nigger like Brian Rio or what, Dan Johns, or a Zogbot like Morris Gallant or uh, 
James Wickstrom, why are you talking to such creatures? Why are you why are you having anything to do with these creatures? You don't need to go out and you don't need to go out and deal with them here. Shit. I countersued Brian Real because this is the last time I had to, so hey, just add all the dogs up there. See how see how quick it turns for, for them to turn on each other. Hell, it didn't take much long. Free liar James to turn on, you know, to be turned on by male think and old nigger lips, Brian Real. These creatures would kill one another here if they had half a chance. The only people they hate more is the white man. Same with Johnny Tonto Britton here. He's mad as hell. He's pissing and moaning because his daddy, Rufus, as Uncle Newman, got kicked out of Dewey Tucker's news because Dewey Tucker found out that Newman Britton's second wife was a squaw named Sally. And I said, well, shoot, Newman. The Brittons were Mongols themselves. Why are you making a big deal of it here? Of course, I was, you know, I, was a, I was sort of upset here when Cody Britton called in and revealed he was a Mongol and a faggot. Now that I think of it, you know, hey, he's probably the best one of the Britons. At least he knows who the hell he is. He's not delusional. I think he's descended from King Saul through Jonathan and through Charlemagne. You know, uh, I don't think he's a Viking. He's a Mamzer King. All these people want to be something they're not. They're not in tune with who they are. Some of them realize with who they are is nothing. And so they get all upset. You find out who they are. And then you want nothing to do with them. That April 22nd, countersuit by myself. Altogether, you know, hey, Brian Real, he doesn't want this case dismissed? Okay. We'll just go ahead and add a bunch of your friends and ex-friends here, and we'll see how long the charge is. You don't have a suit. I took a Facebook profile picture of your yours that I counter-noticed here for, you know, four and a half years ago now. And you're whining about slander defamation, you're calling me a convicted child molester? Folks, if a therapist or the rapist or a pig or a prostitutor or a judge destroys a white family, the only thing they can pay that means something is that their entire family needs to be destroyed. And anybody who sides with them, they need to be destroyed too here. You don't dick around with them and hope that you're going to re-educate them. They're evil. Once they're dead, they can't cause any more trouble. And that's how there's going to be freedom in the jew Simply by exterminating regime criminals, every single damn last one of them, and any Uyghur that goes along with them, dead. No need to have a trial. They don't have a trial. They say they're immune from litigation. That's fine. 
You're not going to try them civilly. You're just simply going to round them up, maybe torture them to find out, you know, go ahead and find out some more, you know, hidden quiggers, and you destroy them. They're dead. They can't cause any more trouble. Their bloodline's severed. They're dead. They're gone. There's nothing more. No more having to deal with them. This is the ultimate negative eugenics. So, if I'm looking here, we have the same old retardation here. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I know who Yaki is. I'm looking at this thing here. Okay, I'll look at that here. I'm looking at the Yes, number six. <laughs> Here's a video for your lower intellect here. All righty here. Julius Evola. Uh no, I don't read I don't read I don't read I don't read Savitra Devi. I I there's a bunch of these critters. I don't bother reading. I've admitted to plowing through Mein Kampf about three, maybe you know, three and a half, some chapters. It's not light reading. You ain't one good. All right. That's a victory from the Jaws of Judy here. Okay. Okay. Don't come on my show, you piece of shit. Okay. This is probably a Nimbus retard here. Of course, it might be. It might be this or sock puppet here. Let me see. They like impersonating people here. Let's see. Very good. Uh, you left from my show. I don't think this is a real Mark Fascio here. Okay. All right. <laughs> Who cares what he thinks of Tonto? I guess yes, number six is probably Tonto here. Let's see. <laughs> Call in Dewey. Well, it'd be nice if Dewey called in. I don't know if Dewey is in or not. I really like. I really, I really like talking to Dewey. The bad, the bad thing is, if I call him up here, I'll end up talking to him four, five, six hours here. Okay, I don't see Dewey anywhere. I'm not going to mute anything after, you know. Okay, Dewey is in here. Well, I'm hoping Dewey will call in. Uh, Dewey's interesting. Rescue Tars, the rescue Tars are just fucked up in the head. 
Okay, let's see. Oh, okay, embarrass. Okay, I'm looking at this here. Well, Southern Poverty Law Center, you know, I was listening to Red Mike Vanderkike. And I posted something on I posted something on his webpage. He makes a big deal about going to Elohim City. As if he knows about Elohim City. Elohim City City was a Zogfall threat. Red Mike Vanderbilt is Red Mike Vanderbilt is a Southern Poverty Law Center militia general. He's an agent provocateur. Folks, I remember when the militia movement was really nothing more than a bunch of groups of usually less than a dozen to, you know, know, maximum 20, average by a dozen people who related to each other, who knew each other for years. And then here comes the Wiggers in. And the Wiggers, why, they form a big old city militia, St. Louis, West Missouri Volunteers, the Missouri 51st Militia. It got so bad, they said, they said this Mike McKenzie ought to have his own parking spot in front of the FBI building. You know, it ought to have his own parking spot. You know, I'm not sure the FBI, they're probably associated, around here, they're, they're in a federal, what, credit union in Joplin? They used to be in the, you know, the new courthouse they had in Joplin, and then they decided, you know, to close the courthouse in Joplin. The U.S. Marshal Service is in, in Springfield. Is in Springfield. It's in the courthouse there. I asked them. I asked them Wednesday. I said, "Look, uh, they have Charles Evans Whitaker." Building and you know for the eighth U.S. Circuit Court, you know, Circuit Court of Appeals, which is North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, and Arkansas for the eighth circuit. They have the Thomas Eagleton United States Courthouse. That's for the Eastern District of Missouri, but it's also for the eighth circuit. I asked him. I asked him uh, what was the name for the United States Courthouse in Springfield, <laughs> and I think one of the U.S. Marshals tried to give his name here. He's from Marshall, Missouri. Here, I said, I've never heard of him. Oh, he's a real nice guy. You know, it's probably a, you know, it's probably the U.S. Marshal. You know, the the guy who does the security. You know, at the front. You got to take in. You got to take in a photo ID, and whatever, you know, what happened is, you know, I, I was presenting that, uh, you know, countersuit because it was the last, you know, counterclaim and the rest here, and I named Brian Real, Bank, Eli James, or, you know, you know, Dan Johns, Jeremiah Johns. Hell, I mean, assume the pisser possum and Bridge of the Idiot, although I will probably be content yeah, if I can get the pisser possum and, you know, bridge the edge and just tell the truth here. Because I don't think the pisser possum has actually ever 
why did take down any of my web pages? You know, why did Brian Reardon do them? But you know, shoot, I don't know if I really have much of a case against the pitcher possum. I'm suing Johnny Tonto Britton and Buck McHugh because I think Buck used me as a cat's paw against the old nigger lips Brian Rio. Okay? Okay. Alrighty. Well, Mitch, uh, Mitch Buberos, uh, you were born, you were born of a, well, probably of a nigger crack hole. <laughs> you want to get back, you want to get your nose back to mama. <laughs> Old pussy lips here. He's hilarious. These tards are hilarious. That's why I like Tards. I really do like listening to Tards. Them Buster Tards. I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no denying that they're messed up here. So uh, yes, bitch. Uh, maybe they were. Maybe they were. Okay, I missed the Dewey. Uh, before I lost, before I lost server service at Earth, I went ahead and asked him. I went ahead and asked him a question. I believe, I do believe him pretty well here. But uh, I believe that the Israelite race, the Israelite people, have a choice. But. Dewey does have good grounding in what he believes here. So let me, I'm going to have to log off. Well, I'm already kicked off. I'm going to have to come back in, and we will be back in about four or five minutes. Hail victory. Okay, I'm back.
you get when you fuck with Jews? A kike with a plan to burst your bubble. So that's what you'll get for your trouble. I'll never fuck with Jews. What do you get when you kill a kike? You do the entire world a great big favor. Don't matter worth the shit as to kite flavor. I'll never fuck with Jews again. Don't tell me what it's all about. Cause I've been there and I know kikes doubt out of those chains. But mind you, that is why I'm here to remind you what do you get when you fuck with Jews? You only get lies and pain and sorrow. So for at least until tomorrow, I'll never fuck with you. Out of those chains, remind you that it's one. I'm here to remind you. When you fuck with Jews, you only get lies and pain and sorrow. So for at least until tomorrow, I'll never fuck with pigs again. No, no, I'll never fuck with pigs again. Oy vey, I'll never fuck with pigs. Okay, I'm looking at this Jose the Outlaw. Uh, she looks well, humpable, I guess. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of these people I've never heard of before. And uh, folks, I don't mind telling about my message. And 
pretty well as Zog Babylon is doomed. Just not all powerful. It doesn't know hardly anything. I mean, shoot. How much intelligence is possible when you have a yellow, yid, faggot nigger running things? Supposedly running things. He's not really running things. You know, I mean, shoot them. You know, he has a bunch of Jew boys with their head, you know, hands up his ass, running his mouth. And occasionally the nigger gets a little bit of, okay, well, I don't agree with you fighting with Muslims. I was educated in a madrasserie in Indonesia when my kaikis mother uh, was getting some Indonesian diversity sausage. Indonesia is one of the most heavily populated places on the globe, and they're pretty well all, quote, Muslims. I mean, this Jew faggot nigger was educated as a young nigglet in some sort of madrasery in Indonesia somewhere. Why in the world should anybody be surprised about that shit? Well, Joe Blowman is right about Jew, you know, Jew influence. You know, as as the Jew as the Jew spawn of Satan finds that the Uyghurs, as ruling over, become less and less and less numerous. Let's not be surprised as Jew power goes down along with Zon Babylon. All these people, all these people, well, you ought to believe 9 level was this and 9 level was that. Well, yeah, I know it spawned two wars. Two wars in which Uncle Zog got ass whooped. Big time. What does anybody think is going to happen when civil war comes to a miracle? Does anybody believe that a miracle is going to prevail? Does anybody really believe that there's going to be a good ending? You know, this afternoon, while mowing my grass yesterday, I was listening to S.S. John. You have a bunch of people that are all trying to talk about how, you know, you know old Uncle, you know, Tom Zog Pig Bowie was telling nigger jokes. That's fine. I like nigger jokes, too. You know, all these people... I understand is that shit, what are you doing talking to a self-admitted pig? You need to judge. Someone goes up and tells me he's a pig. You think I'm going to trust him? There's no upside to trusting such critters here. Let's say he's a reformed pig. Of course, usually, I mean, if you if you can last more than thirty days being a pig, that means that you are forever a pig. Once a pig, always a pig. I've seen a couple people 
who thought they wanted to be pigs, and then they actually looked and see what pig life was like. Oh, no. Remember a real nice young Wigger nut house attendant? He got into the military. He was willing to be an MP, and then he got sent to New Orleans a month or so after Katrina. Here he was telling here he was telling us is that well I wanted to be a police officer and then I see what they did. I no longer want to be a police officer. I don't want to be a police officer after what I've seen in New Orleans. Folks, forty five percent of the New Orleans pig department got pig flu. They ran. You know, the other ones, the part that were niggers, they went ahead and moved to the Walmart. <laughs> you, you had, there, was a, there was this YouTube video about niggers looting, nigger pigs looting a Walmart. <laughs> no. Does anybody doubt? Does anybody doubt that this mighty evil empire is going to end up any better than any other mighty evil empire which destroyed their own founding stock. In which case, there's no noble barbarians waiting on the wings to take over. If you don't believe, if you don't believe in life after death and you do not believe In Jesus Christ, and, you know, most of the reason you don't, you know, I mean, you're a Jew, you do believe in Jesus Christ, you just hate him. But, you know, I mean, all these niggers and whatnots and mamsers and the rest, I mean, they're, quote, Christianity. <laughs> it's ridiculous. One time, Roxy bought for a little poopy dog, bought a little poopy dog sweater that fit a little bath, you know, fit my little black bathroom real tight. And poopy dog didn't like it. He was rolling around trying to get rid of it here. I put it on once to please Roxy. Neither me nor poopy dog was interested in having poopy dog have a little poopy dog sweater. You know, four-legged poopy dog, not two-legged poopy dog. It was a natural. It was a natural to Poopy Dog. Why in the world would he want something that isn't natural to him? Poopy Dog did not like that little Poopy Dog sweater. It was his size, but he didn't like it. Didn't want it. He didn't want to put it on. He didn't want it on him. That's why when I see niggers and chinks and gooks and beaners or whatever here, decide they don't want any part of Christianity, I sort of think that they're natural. They, they, they know what they don't like. They know what they don't want. They know what doesn't really belong with them. You'll see someone like me talking about invading. Iraq or Afghanistan to try to turn them into little zoglings. 
Why would why why would anybody want to do something so stupid? Inviting the you know, inviting invade. I'm looking. I'm looking at all these niggers crossing over to Italy, and then you end up having these stupid Euro wiggers talking about how they have an obligation. The Italians have an obligation to rescue these nigglets, these niggers here, these Syrians, whatever, from out of the sea. But oh no, we don't want them. Unless you're stupid, you know, fucks like Sweden here, in which case have uh, critters like, uh, oh, let me see, old Joe Blowman that was in here a little while ago. <laughs> yep, let's go home and be actually gay. Uh, that's guess number six. Um, mental illnesses here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Not trying to spam? Of course you're trying to spam. You know, you're a Curtis Jew kike here, okay? You know, living in Sweden. Let's see. Uh, Arthur Lindstedt, well, that's fine. <laughs> You're really drunk. Uh, it don't really matter. I mean, shoot. Oh, bitch boomerangs. Why, what, you know, what else would we be doing here? You know, nose deep, nose deep and nigger magi <laughs> I mean, I'm keeping, I'm keeping old bitch boobros from getting into trouble. <laughs> I'd shake, I'd shake your hand and your nose, but I have a pretty good idea where that hand and nose is been. Now, someone tells me they're a pig. Why in the world do you have anything to do with them? Listening to these people, this old Uncle Tom, Uncle Tom Zog Pig Bully, be oh just 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 yucking it up with these tarts. I don't want to judge. You better judge. You better make an observation. You better. Most time here in the Ozarks, you know, it's a northern, it's a northern range for water moccasins. But there's a lot of water snakes, which are black. The only time you know it's a cottonmouth or a water moccasin. Just when he gets close enough here, and he's he's opening his mouth to bite you. By that time, it's a lot of time. It's too late. They're aggressive creatures. These water moccasins. They're not like copperheads, which you know try to avoid people. You can be, you know, I mean, what? Oh, 
about a year and a half ago, had a little baby cotton mouth, and they're they're dangerous too because their venom is far more potent than adult cotton. You know, Copperheads. I actually touched the dang thing here, and luckily it wasn't aggressive. I grabbed the hole and watched his little grabber and grabbed it out here, and then, oh, had it held it down. Just watched his little grabber thing, and, you know, thing was jig. I stopped its head. I'm glad cotton mouths, you know, copperheads are not really, you know, well, but these water moccasins are. But guess what? They're black. So are a lot of water. You know, so are a lot of water snakes here in Missouri. You're gonna go ahead and say, "Well, let's not judge. Let's not judge black snakes that are in the water. Let's just go ahead and treat them like they're good little snakes here. Good little snakes. They're very smart now, is it?" Just beg to be bit like a retard. Just beg to be bit here. You're running around with a pig? From which you can get, what, five to 20 years in prison? You're talking to a pig? Why are you talking to a pig? Why are you talking to a nigger for? Why are you talking to a Jew? Now, folks, I will admit, I was talking to a Jew, and I was talking to a pig, a Jew pig. And I said he was a Jew. And then I found out he was lying to me. 1.30 p.m., I October 13, 2010. So I'm not saying I'm better or more discerning than you people are. But as soon as you know what something is and it's not good, why are you having anything to do with it? I'm not saying go kill it. I'm not saying go cause trouble for it. I'm just simply saying, why are you having something to do with it? And the only answer is if you continue to have something to do with it is because you're one of it. I figured out, old Wailing Wall Senior, I didn't have too much trust in him. And folks, I do listen to Carolyn Yenta. She doesn't want to have me on her show. I understand that. She knows what I am.
Yeah, Richard Sock Possum wants to you know, wants to report his, you know, wants to report my show to talk to you. Well, uh look them mustard tards. Uh you report this show why and it's taken down why you will have nothing to do Thursday nights or Sunday nights. I mean you will have to you have to wander like damned mongrel beasts. <laughs> You'll have to listen to Zog Pig Bowie and Bitch Boobaro's pissed the old pussy mouth here. You'll have nothing but real retardation to listen to. <laughs> Let's see here. No talk to you. What a horrid thing here. Well, Mitch Bubros, uh I think you had one show which was up against me, and you only had yourself and Long Island Brian listening to it. I really, I don't think I've downloaded. I think I downloaded, but I haven't listened. To old pussy mouth yet. I remember what, about four weeks ago, maybe five weeks ago, that old bitch Boobaros yapping about how Moses destroyed the Egyptian civilization. <laughs> so let me tell you what destroyed the Egyptian civilization. Intermarriage with niggers. Niggers destroyed the Egyptian civilization. During its high point in the Old Kingdom, probably its high point in the Old Kingdom was around, what, 24, 2500 B.C., when their Cheops, they built the Great Pyramid, And as a result of putting all that much effort into building this gigantic pyramid, you had climate change, you had a number of things, and the Sixth Dynasty died out. And then the founder of the Twelfth Dynasty, about, oh, three, four hundred years later, you know, about three or four hundred years later, Amenhotep the first lived around 2000 BC. Why Gary was assassinated? He wrote his you know, he wrote Analects of Amenhotep. Pretty well telling the son not to trust anybody. The Middle Kingdom was pretty much a feudal, a feudal aristocracy, which under Amenhotep rejoined Upper and Lower Egypt around 2000 B.C., around the time that Abraham lived. Abraham lived around 2000 B.C. David lived around 1000 B.C. He's going to go by, you know, closest millennium. So, <laughs> another Nimbuster Tard coming in. Anyway, I was explaining to old bitch Boobaros 
that Moses did not destroy, did not destroy ancient Egypt. I believe somewhere around 1800 to 1700, you know, 1800 or so BC, under a Menoret's grandson or great-grandson, get a vizier who pretty well built a canal to a de- depression in Lower Egypt, just four hits the Delta, and they formed a big old lake. And the Arabs call it, you know, the Arabs or the Mongols call it uh, Bar El Yosef, which means essentially the riverway or the canal of Joseph. And they formed a big old man-made lake. Well, it was from a depression. It lasts around 2,000 years before it silted up, of course. The big old depression. which acted as both flood control and as irrigation for the desert, for the Nile. That's around 2,000 years. And then there arose a pharaoh who knew not Joseph. I believe it was these Hyksos Amorite invaders. Okay, we had a big old we had a big old uh, loss here of Tard. Did people with ter- tattoos be sterilized? New. No. So, well, it looks like Mitch Bubrow's head out here, but uh, you know he was yapping the stupid crap that the Jews. The Jews destroyed ancient Egypt. And I'll point out to them that around 1600 to 1500, 1550, you know, 1550 BC, that there was a slave revolt against the Hyksos kings, and it enabled the Theban pharaohs to win their war of liberation against the Hyksos and drive them out. And then once they drove them out, you had the new kingdom, which lasted around 200 years. You know, Ramses II was the major pharaoh of the 19th dynasty. The 18th dynasty ended up with this pervert tard, Ankenaten, Ankenaten who, uh, well, he decided to have a religious innovation and make the sun god the major god. And that didn't work out too good. You know, King Tut was his son or grandson. Probably his son. And King Tut died of violence. Probably a palace coup that they don't want to talk about. 
essentially his grandfather, this priest, who turned his buried in his tomb underneath some other pharaohs. And pretty well, his tomb was covered by the debris from a flash flood. His tomb was forgotten, so it was eluded, and this guy named Carter found it. In case, here's old bitch Dubrose, he has no idea what he's talking about. Okay, well, good. I'm going to unmute Dewey. Hey, Dewey. How you doing? Hey, Martin. Yeah. I just got through uploading Saturday's broadcast. Okay. The last, and I'm guessing here, but about the last 45 minutes, or that is the discussion about Wicked Wickster. Yeah. I put Everyone. it all together in a group. So I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, I was trying to download. I was trying to download. You had, what, three hours, 30 minutes of it. And I was trying to tell this character that you know, what you like doing is you like covering you want questions asked about the subject material. You know what I mean? And I had a I had a question about the subject material, about how it relates to Matthew chapter 13. I was asking you where in Isaiah it said that, and you gave me the answer here. But you want to talk about Wickstrom. And what I wanted, what I wanted you to do is essentially have a different, have a different part to talk about. You know, everybody knows all about Wickstrom, you know. I mean, I didn't know about Wickstrom until my mentor, James Floyd, told me about Wickstrom in late 2004, early 2005, when I said, well, you know, maybe, you know, now that Butler's dead, I'll, I'll support Wickstrom. And Jim Floyd said, you don't want to do that. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, he ran off, you know, he ran off with, you know, his ex-best friend's wife. He loaded up in a Walmart someplace in Oklahoma. He ran off with her, and then when the husband came to get his lawful revenge, uh, Wickstrom called the FBI and the Michigan State Police, and the guy went to prison, supposedly for seven years, and he lasted about a year before he was murdered in prison by somebody. And Wickstrom is doing porn you know, was doing porn tapes and distributing them with this woman he ran off. I think it was third or fourth wife, you know what I mean? There's a silly heifer named Judith, Judith Nips who uh, hangs around Rutherford and believes that Ethereum's scepter horse shit, too, here. She doesn't, she doesn't believe that Christ, Christ is the Messiah, either. You know, I, I've seen an email, is, and I thought, is that, I? Is, that, is that the one goes by a doctor? Dr. Judy Nips. And I'm you know what she that, did? Uh, this is so funny because talks you, you know, they got you got the email list that it automatically sends out. Yeah. Okay, at the bottom of the email for the notification of a program, 
is a link you click that says unsubscribe. Yeah. Okay. Now, we've got this Dr. Know-It-All, you know, this Judith Nips, and she emails me to remove her name. I said, that's a talk show automated notification, and at the bottom it says, click here to unsubscribe. How stupid are you? You can't even read three lines and click and you're unsubscribed. It's that simple. Okay, and they're going to give us all the goody good information. You know, I'm a doctor. What are you a doctor of? Dog? Cockroaches? Okay, how you do? Sell, sell, sell. I got merchandise to sell. Well, now, who's that sound like? You know, Mr. Wicked Man. Well, I think she got her doctorate from the same diploma mill that Wickstrom did his. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, hey, Martin, I'll just make you a doctor. You make me a doctor. We can all run around with doctor titles. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an MD, you know, mad uh, <laughs> dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm the director. I'm the director of Saint Gustavus Adolphus Clinic of 1630 Swedish Homeopathy. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I call. That's why I call across from the Hubble. I uh, at 338 Rabbit Track Road. I call it the Hubble. I'm at. I'm up here at the seminary. But I call the the place I bought for five thousand dollars where our grandkids used to be. I call it, you know, Saint Gustavus Adolphus, you know, Saint Gustavus Adolphus, and I'm a, I'm an MD, you know, Mad Dog, you know, so I'm an MD, MD, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, or something like that. <laughs> she, she calls herself a doctor, and I'm not sure she's Wickstrom's second wife or third wife. I think the the heifer he loaded up and he married and he did porn videos from, you know, I think he's on to his fifth or sixth wife. I, you know, I, I, I don't really have time, but. Uh, but essentially, oh, about two years ago, she's not only agreeing with rest of her stupid shit here. You know, Scott bought, you know, the uh, half-Indian Indian mongrel from Broken Bow, Oklahoma, uh, all this sort of stupid shit. She is saying that Jesus Christ isn't the Messiah. Okay. So why are you, why are you, you know, Wisdom doesn't even say that stupid shit. So. She, you know, she's some crazy heifer that was, you know, a couple wives down from Wickstrom. You know, uh, either the wife before, the one he loaded up, Keith Calstrom's wife or whatever. And I think, you know, I don't think he's married to that one. Uh, but anyway, Logan Hunter knew her. Oh, she was, she had his kid, Wickstrom's kid, and you know, Wickstrom didn't pay child support. and. You know, whatever. So you have all these, you have all these, you know, retards. You have all these retards that rough, you know, emails. And, uh, you know, pretty well, Frank has just responded to uh, Russ Walker for the first time. Uh, Russ Walker had some stupid shit about hanging partisans uh, in Russia. And here's Frank pretending that, you know, he's a, Nazi when he's a Jew, but 
you have all these retards. Anyway, I found out from Jim Floyd. I looked it up, and yeah, it's it's true. Uh, Wickstrom, Wickstrom called. You know, I mean, Wickstrom went down, you know, from Michigan to Sepulpa, Oklahoma, Walmart, loaded up by prior arrangement. His ex-best friend's wife took her back up to Michigan, and then, oh, I don't know, sometime later, you know, Eli James, uh, you know, Eli James, who had just been brought into CI dentistry by by uh, Dan Johns, and from what I gather, uh, you know, supposedly Wickstrom had brought in Dan Johns in 1999 and ordained him, and here's Dan Johns, he's wanting to be a biblical polygamist. And uh, Wickstrom kicked him out for, you know, you know, bitching about him running off with a wife. And he used an excuse to say, you're a Deuteronomy 23-1 eunuch because you have a vasectomy. So you've had your nuts cut. So he's running around with this biblical polygamy when, you know, I mean, talking about how it's sanctioned by the Bible when he's had his nuts cut. I mean, essentially, he's just in it for the pussy. You know what I mean? But he wants to pretend otherwise. So... You know, I found that out from Jeremy Visser. He's, he's come up with a lot of dirt. But anyway, I found out about Wickstrom, you know, from my mentor, James Floyd of Coleman, Alabama. And pretty well, it's true. And everybody knows that Wickstrom is a lying, cowardly piece of shit who ran off with a wife, and he, you know, he deserved whatever the husband was going to give him. But he didn't want, he didn't want to take his punishment like a man. You know, he called the he called the FBI and the Michigan State Police, and they saved his worthless ass. He testified against the guy. He got seven years, and somehow he died in prison about a year and a month afterwards. And uh, hey, uh, and he did sex tapes here with his uh, latest hump here. So yeah, that's the sort of character which Jim is. You know, I mean, he's just simply he's just simply no good. He's a coward. He's a liar. You know, he's, uh, essentially, he's a piece of shit. And, you know, I don't, I don't get on Wickstrom's, I don't get on Wickstrom's talk to you page. I don't troll him, the pisser possum, because as I look at it, anybody who hangs around them deserves whatever the hell they get. You know what I mean? Right. Deserves whatever the hell they get. You know what I mean? I've been bitching, you know, you have this old rich Uberos here who I call old uh, rich Uberos, or sometimes I call pussy mouth. I um, mean, he's a 65-year-old retard who lives, you know, in upper Washington State. He's running around with a uh, with a pig named Tom Bowie who's admitted to being a pig. And two weeks ago, uh, I was chewing ass on this character named uh, named. You know, his name is Bob from Washington, D.C. He's uh, supposedly running with Metzger. And I found out last November that he had taken over, he'd taken over Metzger's webpage. And he was on this Carolyn Yeager Kahat, you know, who's a Hungarian lesbian, uh, pretend to be another Nazi, like to think. Uh, Hitler didn't think that much of Hungarians. And I don't think he thought very much of, you know, Magyar. You know, a Magyar essentially is a is a sort of like I call them horse kikes. They were the cavalry for the Khazars. 
they were sort of related to the Khazars. And when they, you know, when Stanislaus, who was Prince Vladimir's grandfather, destroyed the, he destroyed the Khazar Empire. He didn't destroy the Khazars any more than the Galatians destroyed the Hittites. You know, I mean, Yahweh has been saving these two seed wives for his own purposes. Okay? And pretty well, we're coming to the end, I believe, of the purpose of Yahweh. So anyway, she's some sort of, she's some sort of Magyar lesbian skank, and she doesn't deny it. And that's what gets me, is some of these people, they are caught dead to rights. And so they don't deny it. All they do is they try to censor you from you know, giving them hell for it. And this, you know, this Tom Bowie, you know, it was found out, it was found out that night, you know, old tattered flag and said, well, Tom, you said you're a policeman. Now he's claiming he's a nuthouse policeman. Well, I know what, how nuthouse pigs are. They're no different than any other pigs here. They're pigs. You know, they, you know, nuthouse pigs will hold you down while you are being, and while you're getting your ass injected with a 10 to 5 of Ativan and Haldol because you refuse to take willingly, you know, willingly uh, the, what, two milligrams of Risperdal, which is used as an excuse to keep you in that nut house by the nigger psychiatrist. You know what I mean? Totally illegal, but they do it. They, they enforce Zog's will, you know, and, you know, hey, after, you know, after getting a 10-5 and drooling for a day and a half here because, shoot, you know, Haldol and Ativan, these are major tran- tranquilizers. You know what I mean? So, hey, you know, better take the Risperidol, and then when you get a chance, get it out as much as you can. You know what I mean? You know, but, of course, it's sort of hard to cheat the Risperidol because it's designed to melt in your mouth here. But in any case, you know, it wasn't really, it really wasn't diagnosed for, quote, psychotic disorder not otherwise specified, which is an excuse to put people in the mouth. You know what I mean? But in any case, you know, I've seen nuthouse pigs, and if Tom Bowie's a nuthouse pig, you know, he's a pig. He's just a pig who runs a psychiatric prison for people that Zog Babylon wants to put, you know, in a nuthouse. You know, all this, all this yap when I was a kid, they were yapping about the psychiatric gulags of the Soviet Union. Well, we have them in the United States, and with a lot more hypocrisy than the Soviet Union had. And here's this, you know, here's this character. He's 65 years old. He's a total tard, uh, Rich Ubrose. And he's a boring, he's a boring idiot. And you remember, you remember Butler's nephew, SS, you know, SS John? Yeah. Uh, I didn't listen, I didn't listen, I didn't listen to a show. I was listening to it this weekend. And the guy he follows is this guy named, uh, you know, named Giffen or whatever here. Uh, he was part of the, quote, New Order, and he was plotting to do something stupid. So he spent a number of years in prison. And I'm listening to these people gush over this pig, and I'm thinking to myself, no damn wonder you idiots go to prison. You're talking to pigs. Why are you talking to someone who knows a pig? Why are you talking to pigs for? You know what I mean? That's stupid talking to niggers. That's stupid talking to Jews. Because usually the nigger or the Jew might not directly send you to prison, but a pig will. Why are you talking to them? 
And it's because this is a fairly smart pig. This is a fairly smart. Now, Tom Bowie is not a stupid pig. He mutes me because he knows that he's not, you know, he's not going to gain anything by talking, you know, talking to me. I mean, he knows better than talk to someone who wants to kill him and his kind. You know what I mean? So he goes ahead and he mutes me. He, he, he's right and smart to do so. So why are you talking? Why are you talking to pigs for? And that's pretty well what this, you know, I was talking about this show earlier here. Why are you talking to pigs? You're not serious. You're not serious. I mean, they make a big deal about don't talk to the police. I have nothing to say. So why are you talking to a pig for? Hmm? No, because you're a Zogbot? Because you're an idiot? Because you're somebody who don't have enough sense to do otherwise? You know, there's no upside to talking to pigs. None at all. This Tom Bowie, this Tom Bowie is a double dipper. He used to be an NCO in the army, from what I gather. No shoot, you're talking about somebody. Talking about somebody who didn't have a problem with going outside this country and killing people because the Jews want you know want this war. Besides, you're talking to a total mercenary. A pig, you know, a pig is a soldier of Zog inside this country. Why are you talking to him? What does this critter have anything to say? This critter is evil by definition. Why are you talking to him? And why are you surprised when he goes ahead and, you know, blocks your sensors? You know, think he pretends to be a scholar. He's not able to defend his, quote, scholarly effort. He knows dang well he's not able to. You go ahead and you ridicule Eli James too much here, he'll block you. He's not able to defend his Talmudic nonsense. Willing, you know, Wolf and Wilson Welling Wallstein, you know, he's not able to, you know, I mean, here he is. He used to talk about silver and gold and investments. You know, I mean, you know, the, the one thing you should know about the stock market is to not get involved in the stock market. I mean, after, you know, after what happened in 1929, it was 30 years before. It, was, it wasn't until 1959 or so that they had as many stocks traded as just before what? Black. Tuesday, you know, 1929, people learned the hard way. People learned the hard way that it's not smart to speculate on the, quote, stock market. You know what I mean? If you want to get in the stock market, go down to your cell ring and buy a cow or, a, you know, buy a cow or whatever because you're less likely to be screwed on that stock market than you are any other, you know, Thing that's run by Jews. So anytime they can erase the numbers, why would you want to get involved? Yeah, they, they can change the numbers anytime they want to. Yeah, it's a rigged game. I never will forget Sam Walton. One day they 
ask him, do you realize your stock has gone down and you've lost one-third of your wealth? He said, there's nothing wrong with my stores. That's my wealth, not that paper thing. Doesn't matter what they say on the stock market. It's got nothing to do with my store. Well, about a week later, his stock's right back up again. Well, they manipulate the numbers. Yeah. And that's all it is. If you want to gamble, go to Vegas. Yeah, if you want to be a high roller, go there. They will provide you with a room paid for, entertainment, drinks, all that. If you're going to get it done to you, go there and have a good time. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, one time, you know, when I was at a truck stop here, I lost $1.65 one day, you know, on these nickel slot machines here. I lost $1.65 here. You know what I mean? You know, it's something amusing. Well, at least they have a set payback. The yeah. stock market is manipulated by Jew big money to get everybody all excited, all these people out trying to earn a living, get them excited to buy in. So we have oil, it maxes out. Jews pull their money out, it crashes. Who did they wipe out? They wiped out the little guy, the guy that's only got ten million. The guy that's you know, he's not rich by any standard. Let's talk about the ones that manipulate it that deal in billion, uh, on billions and trillions. And yeah. that's how they manipulate it. So we'll massage gold now, and everybody run buy some gold, and we'll dump. Okay, we'll get our money out when it's high and drive it down into the cellar. Okay, we just wiped out a million more. That's all it is. It's a sham game, and they can change the numbers to suit themselves. They never lose. They just take it away. They never lose. You know, this 2008 bailout, they just simply pay Goldman Sachs and ING and everybody else. Well, they claim they lost. There was enough money in that to have given every American family $100,000. Yeah. Instead, they gave it all to the two banks and gave every American family a debt for $100,000. Now, can you imagine what would have happened to our economy if every family had a hundred grand, they would have paid the mortgage. They would have bought a car. Oh no, we're going to reward these Jews that inflated this bubble to destroy every asset you white people's got. All your savings, everything, your 401ks, your IRAs, all that. Now what happened? Okay, they were afraid the baby boomers were getting ready to retire. 
So we'll take their main asset, cut it in half. Now they can't. They can't relocate. They can't get out of where they are. And we've destroyed that supposed nest egg they had to retire on. So now there's no retirement at 66. They're working now. They're 70. 73, they're still working. They can't dump the house that originally made up their largest asset because it's still below value that it had prior to this 2008 fiasco. It's all a manipulation to keep you working to the grave. See it. That's exactly what it was. I mean, just like 1929. My grandfather, Fred Lynn, said he had, he had a mortgage on this farm. And they had, you know, he had money in the bank. And then guess what? They took a bank holiday, but guess what? There was no holiday on the freaking mortgage, now was there? No holiday, no holiday on the mortgage. So he lost the farm, and he lost what? You know, what, quote, money he had, you know, saved in the same bank here. So, you know, whatever he had was destroyed, but he still had that, quote, obligation in 1929. And that's exactly what it was. It was designed with due reserve to destroy the assets and the farms and the small businesses of white people. All together, that's what it was for. UEP Long Long in Louisiana, he was governor. He got all the banksters together in the top of the state capitol. And in that large room was Cox. And he told them, there will be no bank failures in Louisiana. And you guys are going to stay here until you work it out to where the big ones take care of the little ones and you're not going to destroy the savings of the people of Louisiana. And he kept them locked up. He put the Louisiana Patrol, state patrol, guarding the entrances. They brought food into them, and guess what? They reached an agreement. Because they knew they were never getting out until they did. And Louisiana didn't go through the bank failures that the rest of the nation was introduced to. He incurred their undying wrath. So, four years later, he's assassinated. Why? He's running for president of the United States against the G. Roosevelt and had more popular support than Roosevelt did. And at 42 years of age, they killed him. And it was a little Jew boy pulled the trigger. Yeah. And he was wise. Yeah. 
So that's all they do. They're murderers and liars, just as Jesus said in John 8, 44. They're guilty of all the bloodshed on the earth, and I don't care if it's 9-11, World War One. I, I don't care what it is. They're guilty of all of it. You go read that in the Bible as well, even though you may hate the Bible, but there is truth that exposes this sham, and it's got nothing to do with the religion. The sham is Jew, and that don't have nothing to do with the religion. It's the seed of the serpent that was sown in the earth in Genesis 3.15, God talks about it. Now, they're, they're not a race of Jews. There is a race that is seed of the serpent, and they go by the name Jew today as well as by many other names. They can be Muslims, Baptists, Methodists, the Jesuit priest. It's what all them are. They all have that same life force in them that is evil, evil, evil. And our government is this serpent seed group. So if we want to give it one name, we can call it Jew. But it just isn't a minority that goes by that name. That seed is sown in every race, even the white race. They look white. They're not. But that's all it is. It is this seed of serpent. And they're trying to gain mastery of the world at the expense of all the other people. They won't turn everybody into an impoverished slave. Not just white people. All people. White people are the last bastion of resistance. And today... 90% of them are corrupted. I think one of your guests was asking about Imperium. Yaki deals with the race thing, and if you don't have the spirit of race in you, you are not a member of that race. And you may be able to pass for white, but you're not white. There is a spirit, a life force. And you look at all that ilk up in Washington, D.C., and what do people see? They, they don't identify Jews as being non-whites. They might guess some of them niggers are. Our people today, they don't have the spirit in them. And you think he resurrected? I don't think so. They're going to all go away. All of them. Everybody can stand around moaning and groan. Poor old white people. They all need to go. They don't have that spirit in them. They need to go. 
And they will. They will. Right. right. They're going to get caught in the revolving door. They're going to get caught in the chopping machine. And you start out talking about the stock market. That's all it's to do. Take the wealth. And if it is a bad day or a bad week or a bad month, the government just gives them more and gives you the debt. Yeah, they just, you know, I don't think they even bother to print that money. They just put in a bunch of zeros somewhere, and it just just sits here. You know, they're, you know, you know, I, I, I have said several times when I ran for office here, I was running against the church who said he was an international banker named Hugh Foley. I call him Hugh World Order. And supposedly back then in 2000, the national debt was $4 trillion. And I said, I don't know what we ought to do. Let's just write a check for it. I'm not spending it all in one place. You know, I mean... Tell them not to spend it all in one place. Just give them a $4 trillion check. They claim the American people owe $4 trillion over essentially being allowed to, quote, print money or whatever. Just put them a check for $4 trillion. Tell them go spend it somewhere. Have at it. <laughs> I mean... When you're talking about when you're talking about derivatives, all this here little unregulated, un whatever speculation, you know, the equivalent of, you know, when when will fly, you know, when will fly, you know, fly off a cadaver? You know, these derivatives, all together on speculation and counter speculation and the rest of it. They're talking about up to a quadrillion zog bucks. Folks, is there any, is there a quadrillion of anything in this world? And the answer is no. It's just, it's just simply a claim to which nobody has any ability to make it good because it never was any good. It, it was just simply just all pretense here. When you when you go and look, when you go ahead and look at a debt instrument, which is a, you know, I call it a zog buck. It's, it's a dollar bill, or whatever. You know, it's you know, backed by the full faith and confidence of the United States government. I just don't have any faith and confidence other than the United States government will do evil. I don't have any faith or confidence, you know, in the zog Babylon. And so you. You look at these characters, and they're not able to justify whatever stupid crap they come up with. The conspiracy theory of the month, you know, the pretense of the month. They're not, they're not willing to say what their real name is. They're not willing to show their real faces. You know what I mean? At all. And they're going to pretend they're going to save the white race with their silliness? They've all learned to skate around the truth. Yeah. And have a semblance of, oh, well, we're putting it out there. You ain't putting nothing out there. All you're doing is trying to make merchandise off of it. Oh, well, you got to buy, buy tapes and videos and 
You got to send me a tithe and do all this stuff. Why? Oh, well, we, we got to fight this thing. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know what you should do, but you got to do something. That's out of their own mouth. What are you going to do? You think at this point in time when you are the weakest force in America, you're going to take anything back? you got less power today than you've ever had. You're going to take something back? No. All you want is to pick everybody's pocket. You're no better than the Jews. And we need people like that in government. We already got them. Yeah. What difference does it make? It's just they want to participate at the feeding of the hogs. They want to be in the Senate. They want to be in the representatives. They want to be president and have all the perks and luxuries. Nothing there about being the servant. No. We're going to go there and get well also, and you all will still pay. The only difference is the names change. Who cares if they get raped and murdered by a nigger or a white man? What difference does it make? About time we had character, integrity, righteousness is what the Bible says. And there's none. So we get these word warriors that want to come into this bowel movement and spout gobbledygook. That's going to deliver our nation? Okay, we got all these mongrels running around acting like they can all of a sudden the identity, because it's Christian, oh, well, we'll get in that by being Christian. They're all mongrels and whatnots. And you can tell it from the message. Jesus said you'll know a tree by its fruits. Whether you believe Yahweh should or not, go outside. Look at a tree. If it's mature and bearing fruit, you know what it is. Yaki said, you have that spirit of race, of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's the message? That's the fruit. What do we see? Rottenness. So you go on these that you call C.I. Dentist. It's all rotten. Everything's rotten. They can't open their mouth without saying rotten things. No life, no strength, no power, hide out under a bunch of pseudonyms. Stand up. 
all hunkered down, hiding out. Okay, we got people on here tonight, Martin, guess number so-and-so. What the hell's your name? Where do you live? Oh, now they'll come knock on my door. It's fear, fear, fear. Are you going to deliver our nation? I don't think so. <laughs> well, I, I was listening. I was listening to oh Butler's nephew at the S, you know, AFSSMC. Here they are embracing. They're not going to judge. Hell, he's a, you know he's a policeman. But he's just a nuthouse policeman. He's a good policeman. You know, it's just like he's a good, he's a good. I was telling about, you know, here in Missouri is the northern range for water moccasins. But the problem of it is, is in these rivers, most of the water snakes are black. Now, they might be a harmless, you know, they might be a harmless non, you know, you know cotton mouth here or water moccasin. But you don't really know until the critter opens its mouth and you see the big old fangs dripping poison. And by that time, it's a lot of times too late. You know what I mean? Way too late. And it's far better just to, you know, treat every single black water stick you see as a water moccasin. You know what I mean? As a dangerous, as a dangerous creature which will, you know, which will bite you if it can. And that's the same way with pigs. There's no such thing as a good pig. As, you know, any more than there's a good Jew. Any more than there's a good mongrel. Any more than there's a good adult-painted wigger. You know, there's, there's no such thing as good, you know, good creatures because they are what they are. And if you want to pretend that you get to forgive pig, sir, you don't know what the hell this critter has done. He's a pig. That means he served Satan. He served this government, which is of Satan. His entire life, this is a mercenary. You know, the mercenary jupe. And now as a pig, you do not trust this creature. This creature, this creature blocks me, and the whole point of me going in is to tell people, he'll tell it, that I am keeping an eye on it. I am responding so that you will censor, just like Fink, just like Wailing Wallstein, just like Eli James, just like all of them here. My whole job is to keep your head down to where you don't dare bring it out. Well, that's what I do. One out of time now this morning. This morning I decided to sleep in, so I wasn't listening to Dan Johns. I wasn't listening to Wailing Wallstein. I wasn't listening even to Finkelstein and this Packy, you know, this Packy, you know, camel nose Packy mongrel that he's running around. <laughs> I don't know how many people are listening to Finkelstein uh, this uh, this after, early afternoon here. Uh, does it really, and doesn't really matter here. Uh, you have all these talk show shows, and they're trying to pretend that they're somebody. And no, I mean, you know, it's one thing to have a bunch of friends. It's 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 good. It's all right to have entertainment. 
It's okay, but what I see is all these people pretend to be, you know, we're not one percenters, well, we're, you know, we're motorcyclists or whatever. And I haven't ever seen, I haven't ever seen any really motorcyclist who essentially is just riding a motorcycle by himself, essentially enjoying, you know, inexpensively, you know, the great outdoors or enjoying the two-lane roads or whatever, or getting from one place to another. I mean, shoot, if you're really interested in inexpensiveness or something like that, you would get yourself a Honda or a Kawasaki or a Suzuki or something. And the whole purpose of a Harley most of the time is to show, I guess, how tough you are. You know what I mean? You're supposed to have something like that. So, well, we've got to have something for entertainment. We'll say, well, we're doing God's work. It'd be like the guy standing at the crap table in Vegas. I'm out here doing God's work. He's going to give me a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> You know, these preachers in the past, these big guys, they go bet on the dogs, on the horses and everything, say, well, God's going to give me good luck. God don't give luck. I don't find the rich people standing for the truth of God. Jesus addressed this. You know, how tough is it? Well, put a camel through the eye of a needle and you'll get an inclination. They've got one agenda to keep their stuff. That's the agenda of every white person in America. Find out. Keep my stuff, keep my head low, like you were talking about. Yeah. So I'll just get some bogus name, go around the talk shoe circuit or the internet and all the blogs, and they are so ignorant to believe they're really hiding out. You can find people's ID address. And if you're the government, you can find out everything about them, go knock on their front door, and they think they're hiding out. Well, the NSA, the NSA has been spying on everybody. And they did it under Dumbia. You know what I mean? If you had a if you had a telephone, I mean forty two or forty six million Americans, i.e. everyone who had an internet account, everyone who has a telephone. Is being spied on, not just metadata, it's all the data. No czar can listen to this show. You know what I mean? Nobody is being fooled by any of it. I had a group of people tell me in 1974, if I kept doing what I was doing, they were Zog, they didn't call him Zog, but the Jews were going to kill you. Well, the Jews had their chance many times. 
federal government had its chance. I'm 70 now. I'm still here. Yeah. And I've never hid one moment. Well, did they tap my phone back then? Yes. Did I get mail that had been opened? Yes. The best laid plans of mice, men, and Jews are subject to the plan of Yahweh God. When it's time for my day to be over, it will be. Until then, and I've finished my course, there's no power in heaven or earth that is going to change God's plan. So we're going to see it unfold, whether they want to believe, accept, join, choose. Got nothing to do with it. We will see it all unfold. And you can moan all the wiggers you want to moan, all the white people, oh, they're going away. Why? They're trash. They're garbage. They're chaff. They're of non-force. They don't have that spirit in them. They say there's nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come. That's a lie. There is nothing more powerful than that spirit that vibrates in you. Got nothing to do with words. It's got nothing to do with written documents or declarations. It is that force in you that drives you. Now, how many of them have it today? Well, let's just get rid of all but about 10% of the white people. And guess what? All the scapegoats go away. All them leading us down the road to total oblivion are gone. Yeah, we're gone. Now, how much better would an army be getting rid of all the cowards, the fearful, and all you got left's the 300? You'll make history. Things will change. Now, these are just lessons we know. Look in nature. You'll find out who survives and who doesn't. It's not a group function. There's a picking order. The strongest that survives, not the strongest group. Oh well, I gotta, I gotta hide out. They'll come. They'll. They'll find me. They already know all about you. You live in a in a delusion. 
your delusional power thinking. Oh, man, we just need a big group. And then did our forefathers have that wrenched this nation from the grasp of England and look at where we are. You just want more of that? Just loop to loop? Run around the circle? I tell you the mentality of the people today. They, they watch all day long a stock car race. At the end of the day, the winning car wound up right where it began. They love circles. Running around the barn, running around the barn. Nobody cuts to the chase. First thing you do when you slaughter an animal, you've got you a bull out there and you're going to cut him up. First thing you do, cut his nuts off. That's a proper order of things. Then you knock him to his knees with a sledgehammer, slit his throat, and he lays there and bleeds to death. Now he's ready to butcher. So what comes first? The neck cutting. And that's what time it is in America. And all I see is a bunch of eunuchs. <laughs> already been cut. So they want to hide out. Well, I don't want to go on Martin's show and let him really know who I am. Well, I'll find out in most cases. Anyway. <laughs> if they're scared of you, who aren't they scared of? <laughs> yeah, I stay home. I stay home. So. The wives are scared of their children. They're scared of their boss. They're scared of the government. They're scared of everything. Why? Oh, well, I might not be able to keep all my stuff. Might make my, my wife mad and she divorces me and gets it all. I might make my children mad. And, well, they might run off to human services and tell them I'm a bad person. Fear, fear, fear. Go live in it. You deserve it. You've worked hard for it. Why should you be denied the fruit of your labor? That's only just. You should be able to enjoy the fruit of your labor, and that's what all of them enjoy today. These guys that are supposed to be leaders, who do they blame? Oh, all the people out here, they're the problem. No, they're not. You're the problem, not them. There are more Christians today than have ever been before. And guess what? There's more evil today than ever before, and nobody can hook it up together. Christianism is evil. And everything done by the government has been sanctioned first by the Christian churches. 
It wasn't until they said, oh, these homos are okay, before the government started passing laws. You got to lay out the center. Just hate to see them. They're okay. They're okay. When did immigration come into America? Only after the church had taught the fatherhood of God and brotherhood of man and brought all them whatnots into the congregation and sanctioned them as your equals. Now, that was done through the 40s and 50s, and guess what we got? We got government laws, then. See it for what it is, the evil it is. See weakness for what it is. Who's going to say these things? Yeah, there's, there's, there's you know, all these, all these damned, all these damned Mongols, you know, niggers. You know, they're whining and pissing and moaning because seven, maybe seven hundred, you know, seven hundred of them drowned in an old boat which essentially has about 50 tons of these Mongols. That's 50 tons of these Mongols. And what happens is all they have to do is just go to one side and the thing's going to turn over. It's going to turn over when they go somewhere, when they, you know, when they move somewhere, and there's all this pissing and moaning. How many people do you think would put on their car a bumper sticker that said, if you can't trust a nigger, who can you trust? (laughs) Okay, in 1976, we sold literally thousands of bumper stickers that said they've taken your gold and silver Now, give them your lead. Hey, do you think guest so-and-so would put that on his car? No, hell, I'm hiding now. Everybody's hiding now. Look where it's got us. We're in the world of the Internet, and it's become a dark hole, a black hole that everybody wants to get in and hide. And so we've got all the voices coming out of a dark hole. Nobody knows who anybody is. Oh, well, we got to stay hidden. Well, we've seen where that gets you. Look at where we are today and why you think it's going to be any different tomorrow. It will be worse. People will be more fearful than ever before. Now, where's the man like Yaki? There are none. Well, he was murdered. He was murdered in a jail cell. By all over the world by this satanic bunch wanting to destroy him because of the book he had published, which rings truth. 
And if you've never read it, go get Imperium. You can find it online for free. Now, I don't mean the printed copy, but you can find a PDF. Read it. Find out what these men were saying. The principle is identical to what Yahweh God explains in the book, the Bible, the scriptures. It's identical. Now, I can't help it if you go to these churchy synagogues of Satan called Christian, and they get up and yammer all kinds of perversion, you need to take it and open it and read it for yourself. That'd be like me giving a lecture on Yaki's book, taking three sentences out of them, distorting them and perverting them, and telling you we're reading Imperium. No, you're not. People act like they read Mein Kampf. They don't. You know how I know they don't? They don't know what the man said. One of the greatest things he ever said was two cripples don't equal one strong man. You don't hear that quote from them. Why? Because they're cripples. They're white knights. I think you call them wiggers even. There's there's all that ill. Who's getting you down? Who's cut your nuts off? Well, I know what's coming next, a sledgehammer in the head and a butcher knife to the throat. And you deserve it. You deserve every bit of it. Bleed, 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 and they feast on you. I've seen, I've seen that you are better off simply, you know, I mean, if if I'd accepted, if I'd accepted a public pretender, I would have been sent to prison and murdered there. That is exactly what they had planned for me. And all I could do, all I could do is just simply, you know, essentially tell them to fuck off. You know what I mean? You know, tell them to their faces that, hey, one of these days I'm going to be doing to you and your family what you've done to me and mine. And I, I think it, you know, you're far better off being brave and honest than being a, you know, cowardly chicken shit. You know, because, you know, when you're, when you're brave and honest, I don't think they know how to deal with that. You know what I mean? They don't. It, it's something that they're, they're not used to. You know, they get superstitious, they get scared, they get, you know, you know, you, you have to, you have to essentially endure what you need to endure, but you need to keep on going where you're going. And that's what I, that's, that's what I've, that's why I've seen. You see all these critters show up and they're, it doesn't make sense unless you figure out that they're evil. I mean, when this Tom Bowie cut me off, you know, when I was 
ridiculing this Wailing Wallstein character, you know, and asking him about, hey, you know, hey, uh, you know, have you taken over Metzger's? Have you taken over Metzger's? Uh, it looks like you've taken over Metzger's uh, webpage. I mean, why is that here? How, how come you got Metzger? How come you got control of Metzger's? You know, Metzger's webpage. Now it's been it's been rumored that Metzger had to pay out half to the Southern Poverty Law Center in return for all these quote little rules, sending in five dollars or whatever. And hey, he just goes ahead. I don't like negativity. All right. Uh, you know what do you, what do you have to offer? And the answer is nothing. I'm not a white nationalist. Well, since you're a white nationalist on your talk show, show I'm pro-white. What the hell does that mean? So you have all these characters. Uh, you know, when I got into the militia movement in 1993, why there was no there was no anonymous there was no anonymous you know anything here. And I've noticed over the years especially in some of these tapes here, these people, they seem to have a knack for avoiding, you know, that you had video cameras back then, you had VHS cameras. And I'm looking at these people who turned out to be Zog pigs or informants or whatever, and they seem to not only have a knack, they seem to have training on how to avoid being photographed. They were camera shy. And I found I found out is that hey, someone who doesn't want to show his name or face and yet insists that he gets to say what is what, like over gender bender and the rest of these characters, you know, you need to watch out because you don't you don't follow somebody who you don't know who he is. I made the it's choice. Just, it's just like just like tonight when I came on your broadcast. I was still doing a little bit of work, but I was looking in the chat room. Well, you had Fink here. Okay, you had Pusher Possum. You know, they all want to hide out and say slick things. Slimy things. You know, they're not under the guns of the government. They are a part of it. Yeah. Listen to what they say in a sickening sorrow snake oil that they're trying to pour down your throat. No wonder you're sick. And all them sick people, you know, why this a cure you? Well, I'm going to read you from something written 300 years before Christ. You know, we're going to talk about things that are in direct contradiction to the Word of God and tell you it's the Word of God. All they do is make the patient worse. They're witch doctors. Mumbo-jumbo. Fear, fear, fear. You gotta have the sacred anointing oil that I'm hiding.
the most blessed thing is that nobody, nobody cares. They listen to them guys, and five minutes later, they remember nothing. How wonderful. We're talking riddles. They can say nothing clearly and plainly. More politicians. They're so darn ignorant, they don't even know how to talk that way and get what they want into your pocketbook. So they're all begging. Beg, 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 send me, send me, so we can do God's work. Poor old God can't do his own. He got to have you. I don't think so. We don't get money in here. We'll just have to go away. <laughs> yeah, but they don't go away. That's what pisses me off. Hal Turner, you know, he made for money. He didn't go away. If I don't get, you know, uh, if I don't get $3,500, I only got $700 in the previous three weeks. If I don't get $3,500 and, you know, over the rest of Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to be gone by Monday. And then next, you know, next Monday, he's still on there. You know, I guess he promised to go away if he didn't give him $3,500. What happened? Well, Vaughn gave him $3,500 or whatever else he did. You know, I mean, I wish these people would go away. You know, I mean, I wish they would go away like they promised and they didn't get the money. But they're back. Wickstrom retired. Wickstrom retired, and he lasted about, oh, he was gone for about a month or so because nobody was sending him even a dollar. He was bitching and pissing and moaning, but nobody even sent him a dollar except for one guy sent him $5. And, you know, and that was enough to keep his talk shoe ministry for free. <laughs> Up and he was gone for about a month, month and a half, something like that. But he didn't—he didn't do like he promised. You know what I mean? <laughs> he didn't stay gone. You know what I mean? Jeremy Visser—he disappears. Oh, usually at least once a year. Sometimes, you know, like 2010, he disappears four times in a year. But you know, that was the year where Bridget the Idiot ran off, and him and Bridget the Idiot and his mother-in-law professed stocking charges against him, and so he had to, you know, he had to, you know, sort of lay low the last third of the year. But none of these people, I wish, I wish they would do like they promised. If you don't send me money, why, I'm going, you know, I'm I'm going to leave, and I'm never going to, the only one who has ever kept that promise has been old Jim Giles. He's the only one who's kept the promise that if you don't give me Forty-two thousand dollars a year to do my to do my uh, podcasting. I'm going to leave. The only one who kept his promise was Jim Giles. You know, I mean, I wish Frank would keep his promise. I wish Eli James would keep his promise. I wish the Pisser Possum would keep his promise. I wish they would. You know, essentially. If you don't give me money, I'm gonna. You know, I'm going to have to close up shop and stay. You know, and stay gone. And I found out in the case of Jeremy Visser, uh, he's gone for, if he's gone for four weeks in a day, it's because Bridget the Egypt ran off to Washington and came back. 
So then he's he's back when the pit, you know when Bridget is he comes back home. You know that's it's called getting his house in order. But uh, Wickstrom, Wickstrom is quote retired. I remember he retired from talk show in 2012. I think he's gone for about um, I think he's gone for a month and a half. Uh, sort of like sort of like you sort of wish that. When Oral Roberts says if you don't give him what six million dollars, God's going to call him home. I sort of wish God would have cashed that promise. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I love it though. I think they're always threatening. If you don't send me some money, uh, I'll be gone. Yeah, I'll be well, gone. Uh, well, <laughs> well, yes, but they'll keep their promises. They come back. Right. Now, Wickstrom promised, you haven't given me any money. Somebody gave me $5, but that's not enough to run my talk shoe ministry. Well, he found out real quick donations dry up without his jibber-jabber on talk shoe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he not only wanted to sell you product, but he says, now, this don't count as a tie. You need to be sending me a tithe also. You know, it's just all this money grabbing. If you're going to do God's work, God's called you into it. Why do you need any money? Have you never read Matthew 6? Do you not know the last three verses? Oh no! Everybody's got to pass the hat and take up a collection. We got to have the money. About the, about the lilies of the field. Well, I seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Oh, okay. all this will be given to you. All oh, what? Everything you just finished outlining. Food, clothing, raiment, all of it. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Give no thought about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. What are you today? You know, sufficient under the day is the evil thereof. And that's all they want. Sufficient under the day. So they break in the Joel Olstein safe and take out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.